in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Oh, my God, you saved. I just looked over across the glass for the first time. I haven't even looked at you since you got in here. You shaved. Welcome, everybody. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. This is Wednesday, November 16th. Coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. We're here from 3 to 6. Uh, rocking and rolling on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. Streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. Reminder, if you want to find out what it feels like to get paid to get your MBA, go to business.louisville.edu to find out how the UofL College of Business can make that happen for you. Trevor Kelsey, a unbearded Trevor Kelsey, which I'm just now, I could not contain my excitement nor my surprise in the moment. Uh, rocking an Eagles t-shirt. We got Inter Patrick back in the house today. Rocking the UofL, look like a hockey uh, hoodie. Looking great. Loving it. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I kind of want to talk I about your unbearded face. I love your expression. Because I was here for about three or four minutes. You were. I just hadn't looked. And you were you were down. You had your head, head in, the, in the laptop and in the paper. And we're getting stuff done and doing probably some getting some stats to bring up that you were going to say to me that I would ask you a question about, and you'd be like, crap, I didn't look that part up. And you look up, and you're like, whoa. I was shocked. I, I went on and shaved. I, I, I looked at it this way. This is how bad things have gotten. Well, no, here, here's how I looked at it. I started thinking about this last night. And probably around midnight, I probably shouldn't be going to deep thought at that point in my, in my evening, but I did. Okay. And I thought to myself, I was keeping the beer because I was going with the Eagles are undefeated thing, right? And they... But maybe, just maybe, the power of the beard wasn't keeping the Eagles undefeated, but keeping the cards winless. I love this. And I was like, you know what? The Eagles have now lost. The Cardinals have, obviously, as I'm sure, spoiler alert, have yet to win. It's gone. And now, therefore, right off the bat, because I'm going to be gone until the uh, right after the holidays. You are. So, so miss me. Just jetting. Just, just getting out. I, got, I, need, I need a break from Brian Brown. So, I'm saying right here. Are we here. on the air next Friday, by the way? Can we figure that out? I haven't figured that if out. You, if we are, you'll I will be, be here, here for that. Yeah. Yes, I will be here for that. Um, let's, see, let's see how much me being away can convince me whether we'll beat UK or not. If we point. win Maui yeah. and beat NCC well, this weekend, then you got to be you have to go away for good. Now You're the, off the show. Now that the beard is gone, I promise you this. I guarantee you this. Louisville in Maui. Going to win a game? We'll win one game. Okay. All right. I'm not saying we're going to win it all. I'm not going to say we're going to win the, going to the finals. I guarantee it right now the Cardinals will leave Maui 
was at least the win on on the left side. This is your first guarantee on the show since guaranteeing a victory over UK in football last year. We which, don't talk about that, <laughs> which though. didn't go great. I love where your head is, though, right now. because Yeah, because this will at least I get three or four chances at, at getting the guarantee right opposed for to sure. the one. Yeah. But you're at least you're, you're trying something. This is kind yeah. of like the moment in every bad movie. I shouldn't say that because there are some good movies that use this trope, too. But the moment where the, the main character goes out and the rain just pours down on them. And it's very, oh, it's such a brooding and deep theme of washing away the person that you used to be. Um, yeah, th- this is your moment where that happens. Yes, you're that- looking up at the heavens, you're saying, wash me over. Who I was yesterday before the Appalachian State loss is no longer me anymore. No, it's done. A new life begins today. I, I, ha- I, have, I, have, I have shed the cocoon that was the losing days and the butterfly a victory has a has has has, has, has risen. Maybe you should have waited 24 hours because we got to sit here and talk about this game for like three more hours. So, <sighs> I'm sorry. Your former self is going to your, your face just starts sprouting hairs as the show goes on. <laughs> uh, we, I mean, you know what we're talking about. I mean, at this point, I'm like, what, what, what do I have to avoid? Just kind of shave yeah. my head? No. Yeah. I do need a haircut though. You're fine. Uh, well, what what are you wearing by the way over there? Uh, I'm wearing, this Before we is, get into everything. This is where my sports fandom is. I've resorted to wearing a Cor- Cork City, uh, the soccer team in Ireland, that I once saw play, <laughs> that I casually hey. walked by, now follow from afar on Twitter. <laughs> you're far, you're this far is who I'm supporting now. Events, yeah, I, I can't, you know, Lions, all the Lions have won two in a row. Yeah, yeah. The Reds are still the Reds. Um, the Reds have somehow they, lost in the, the, the offseason. They did DFA, uh, both uh, Hoffman and Art Warren and uh, Aristides Aquino today. Ah, uh, I remember Art not Warren. Not sorry to see any of them go. The man that got away in my fantasy draft. You've mentioned Art Warren yeah. before, <laughs> fantasy legend. But So, yeah, I, I've resorted to I'm wearing Irish top-tier soccer team. Are they shirts. good? They won the, the, the league this year. Okay, wow. Well, congratulations. They'll get a chance to play their way into the Champions League. Well, they'll be in the Champions League. I mean, soccer and, and hockey is where your best interests go to. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, again... <laughs> Ireland soccer league is not necessarily one of the top soccer leagues in, in the world. That's but pretty good though. They're the best there. Yeah. Go Rebel Army. We love you. Ooh, Rebel Army. I like the name. Yeah. Um, kind of contradicts each other. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> we've got. I mean, you know what we're talking about today. Texas, as many of you already have. It's going to be Texas. another. It's going to be another one of those days where we have a billion texts. We will get to as many as we can. We probably won't be able to get to all of them today. But five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Texas there. Anytime between now and 6, and while you're at it, download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton's. New Refreshing Rewards members for a limited time. You're going to get a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink of your choice. All the incentive you need right there. Free food, free drink. Download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app and then text us at 502-414-1450. So, lots of ways we can start here. And we'll get into the minutia of the game. We certainly need to talk about the ending. We certainly need to talk about where the team goes from here. I'll make some crappy jokes about us being an island team, which is, look, when your soul's dying and you don't really want to talk seriously about things, you do what I do, which is just just laugh. Because, you know, two options, laugh, cry. Sometimes you got to laugh. Uh, so we'll, we'll make jokes about next week. And, and when the time comes, we'll, we'll get excited about the games. But for right now, I think we have to start seriously. And the reality of the state of the program is this. We can have differing opinions about where things go from here, and everybody does. Is Kenny Payne going to be the guy long-term? Is recruiting going to pick up? Three years from now, are we going to be back? Next year, are we going to be a tournament team? You can. We can have these discussions, and we will today, and we will, I'm sure, many more days this winter because we're probably not going to be wanting to talk about the actual season. But the reality of the present is this. This is the worst start to a Louisville basketball season 
that any of us have ever experienced. And I think you can argue pretty effectively that it's the worst start to a Louisville basketball season in the 109-year history of the program. Louisville has never before, we've been playing basketball for over a century, has never before lost its first three games when they've all been at home. They haven't lost their first three home games, period, since 1940. They have, I mean, they've never lost to, early in a season, teams from the cloth that Appalachian State, Bellarmine, and Wright State are cut from. The last time they were 0-3 to start a season was 1986, and they lost to at least quality competition back then. That was all in the Alaska shootout, too. It, they went 0-3 in the great Alaska shootout. Mm-hmm. They did turn things around that season, got a little bit hot. This year's team has given us no indication that that's going to happen. And the fact that it's happening with an unproven head coach is unsettling for a lot of people. Now, some people, it's very apparent this team could lose every game in Maui by 100. They could go 0-31 this year, and there are going to be some people who are like, we're good, trust in KP. And I'm not saying that that's even a terrible mindset to have. If you want to fan that way, you can fan that way. Quick question. If I'm okay, if, if that person is still okay after 0-3, does that automatically make them the oh, I, everything's okay despite being 0-100? Yeah. Okay, go yeah. on. I think the... The more realistic approach is to say, I'm taking a wait-and-see philosophy when it comes to Kenny Payne. I'm willing to try and give him the benefit of the doubt long-term. I want to see what he does in the recruiting trail with now no restrictions, his first cycle going out there with 2023. We'll see how he does with these 2024 kids that have been on campus. But I can still sit here and say, being 0-3 against teams that are in the bottom half, if you're ranking every team in college basketball, all three of the teams that we've played are below the 50% threshold. Being 0-3 against those teams, the lack of energy, the lack of, I mean, focus, the lack of late-game execution, I can sit here and still say that it's bad and that it shouldn't be this bad. And I, the thing that's driving me the most crazy right now are the people out there. And again, I said, if you want to be somebody who Kenny Payne can do no wrong and I'm going to give him two years, three years, 15 years to prove himself. Sure, I, I, I won't tell you how to fan. But what is driving me crazy are the people out there, the revisionist history now, people saying, guys expected Kenny Payne to come right in and win a national title in year one. No, nobody expected that. The only people that were telling us that Kenny Payne could have an instant impact to the point where we are NCAA tournament good, second weekend good, they're the ones now who are saying everybody knew it was going to be terrible. They were the same ones who were saying, we don't need guards, the roster's fine. Or, we're going to get guards, don't worry about it. Most people, myself included, if you've listened to the show, if you've listened to the podcast, if you've read the website for any period of time, I've been consistent since before we started swinging and missing on grad transfer saying, I don't think we're going to the tournament this year. I think year one's going to be bad. I hope people are patient. When I said bad, I was thinking like last year bad. Like maybe a slight improvement from last year bad. I was not thinking 0-3 against three of the four worst teams on your schedule bad. I was not thinking the guys are going to play with arguably even less effort and enthusiasm than they played with last year under terrible circumstances. But they're not beating each other up. That we know of. (laughs) And you know what is happening that started happening last year? Guess what's happening right now? I got player parents in my DMs. I'm not going to read what they said. I don't think we need to get into that. You can guess that it's not positive, but that's already happening again. The rumors all over the message boards that people, we had the, the, the guy sending in the screenshots from 
one of the, uh, the the premium boards yesterday. I was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read this. Who knows if it's true? I don't want to just throw stuff out there. But like all the same stuff is happening, and the on court product right now is worse. It's okay to be upset about that, even if you think that long term we're going to be okay. Even if you think, hey, KP is going to go out, he's going to get AJ Johnson, he's going to get some guys, he's going to kill it in the transfer portal. We'll be a tournament team next year. We'll be, you know, second weekend good three, two years from now, and we'll be back to being Final Four good three years from now. Even if you believe that, you can still sit here and say, yeah, I think we're going to be fine. Right now, we're not fine, and it's not good enough. And people are are within their right to be upset because I'm. I, I, I was about to be like, I love the fight coming back last night. I don't even love the fight coming back last night. I guess it's better than just lying down the entire game. But for the third straight game, we sit here and say, if they had played with the urgency that they played in the game's final minutes, they win fairly comfortably. I don't know what, like, it is the job of the coaching staff to get through to the players on that. The fact that we came out after being embarrassed, we are the, the, the biggest national story in college basketball right now. And it's not for a good reason. If you look at any... We can recap, if you look at any early season college basketball you know, storylines, we are number one, two, or three on those. And it's weird to me, because usually it's the verse, but it's weird to me that nationally, the perception of Kenny Payne and the state of this Louisville basketball team is more negative than a lot of people here locally. Usually it's the reverse. Usually the local fans are harder on their coaches, i.e. Scott Satterfield. We certainly have been much harder on Scott Satterfield than the national college football writers have been. They all believe Scott Satterfield's this, you know, Great coach, X's and O's wise, genius. He's, he's very well respected in the community. Louisville fans are being crazy for trying to run him out of town. Whereas this time, I've got, I had a national writer text me last night, and he's working on a story that I assume is going to come out in the next two days, saying, I've, I've done a little bit of research. I think this is the worst start that any power conference coach who's, who's in his first year has ever had in the history of college basketball. Power five in general? Yes. History of college basketball. Uh, that would be. And he brought up some ones that were like comparable. Like he brought up Archie Miller losing his first game at IU to Indiana State, and it was like, but then they won like four. Like they they pounded the the bad teams that they were on their schedule after that. Decent Power Five. I mean, I, so if I dig into like Power Conference, okay. Like, but if I did like Northwestern or something, I mean, yes, for a first year head coach, in, at a Power Conference job, it's possible. Nobody's gotten off to a worse start. I mean, it's possible. And everybody is kind of nationally saying like, this is. I mean, this is Louisville for God's sake. And wow, what's the name of win one of his first three games? Joaquin? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he did. You you keep talking. I tell you what, I'll look that one up real quick. We look because he only won eight games his whole his whole time there. No, he won eight games both seasons. Well, both there. seasons. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm, at, yeah. I'm not sure we're getting eight wins this year right now. Oh wow, I don't. <laughs> Cal also right now is 0-3 right now with losses to UC Davis, Kansas State, and UC San Diego. Um, I take it back. Y King. uh, Mark Fox is their coach now? Yeah. I forgot he was. He's been there there for a few. Y King actually won two of his first three games. We'll see. Look how that turned out for him. Yeah. (laughs) Y King won. yeah, he won his second game, his, his second year, too. It was Okay, that, that was the only one off the top of my head I could probably come up with, yeah. other than Mark Fox, who unfortunately isn't in his first They beat Cal, Cal Poly, and they thumped Wofford by 14. So, the stat, the story, <laughs> you'll be able to read the story. You, you will find yeah. it. It will not be hard to find it a couple of days when it comes out. But locally, there, we have differing opinions here. And I go back to what I said after the Bellarmine game. I think it all comes out of a place of the hurt of the last five to seven years. 
because I th- at, at the core of this divide between the Louisville fan base and the extreme emotions on both sides, because I'm, I'm not here sit- sitting here saying, don't misinterpret this. I'm not sitting here saying firing Kenny Payne is the best cause of action for Louisville basketball right now. Three games in his career. I'm 100% not saying that. I'm also not saying I'm 100% sure that this was the wrong hire and that it's going to fail and it's not going to get better. All I'm saying is right now, it's bad. And I think it's fine to say that. But at the core of all these extreme opinions is this. We are desperate for this thing to feel like it's felt for the bulk of, bulk of our existences. We are desperate to get back to this being fun. And I think people are so desperate for that, that whatever their belief is, whatever their, their thought is on the proper route to get back there, they are entrenched. And they believe 1,000% that they're right about where it needs to go. And they think it's the fastest route there. The people who think that Kenny Payne is the guy to get us back there, that's why you see them so firmly entrenched. They want to be. Nobody wants this. Nobody's sitting here saying, I'm okay, this is funny, this is all good. Nobody's sitting here saying, I want to be just okay next year. We all want to get back to where we were 10 years ago. Remember how fun that was? It was great. It was the best times of our lives. The, one of the worst things about this moment in time, the snapshot. Well, Patrick as much. Yes, Patrick really. yawns into the mic. Yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, I was like in elementary school. Dude, speak for yourself. I'm in the prime right now. But one of the worst <laughs> things about being 0-3 right now and having so little hope is it just makes the winter sucks. Like, this is how we pass the time in these awful months of January and February where it's dark seemingly 22 hours out of the day. It's cold. It's gross. There's not stuff to do. Everybody's sick. We at least have Louisville basketball to look forward to twice a week. So not three times a week. And it passes the time, and it makes the winter enjoyable. And now being 0-3, we're still going to watch the games. We're still going to get into it. We're still going to follow this team and hope that they improve. But it's not going to be anything resembling the type of successful season that we're used to having. But I think the the want to get back to that, the want to get back to where we were 10 years ago, it drives the people who are saying Kenny Payne's the guy. I don't care what you say, I don't care what I'm seeing with my own eyes. Kenny Payne's the dude. And it drives the guys who are saying, the, the people who are saying, he's clearly not the guy. The red flags are everywhere. We need to move on as quickly as possible because this is a Billy Gillespie situation where if you turn the page fast enough, you can be back. But if you hold on too long, the hole gets deeper. And we're in the same situation that we're in in football where we're just at best average for a long period of time. I don't know. Who knows who's right? We're all just guessing at this point. It's too early to have enough definitive evidence to feel strongly one way or the other. But everybody is doing this because they care. Everybody is doing this because they're desperate to get back to the feelings that we've all enjoyed for most of our lives. And for that reason alone, it's hard for me to get too upset at either side. Because if we were apathetic, if that was starting to set in, if nobody cared one way or the other, that would be more alarming. And there is a little bit of that too. Look at the crowd last night. Have you ever in your life, did you ever in your life, think that we would get to a point where a Louisville basketball home game, I don't care who they're playing, the the crowd would look like that. They listed the crowd at 11,000. There were probably 5,000 people there. And they were not loud. It didn't didn't help a 6 o'clock Wednesday game. It didn't. But again, we've played 6 o'clock games before. I know, I know. And the crowd maybe didn't get to, you know, 22K. But it was... It was still still in double... That lower bowl was pretty much fulfilled. And when it was a Freedom Hall... The whole building was pretty much Well, that's true, yeah. If it wasn't, I would have been able to get in more. (laughs) (laughs) Last night, you and I were both, I don't want to say confident. We were hopeful that we were going to see a better product. And you you asked the question, and some people got on you, but I agree with you. 
has this team looked better every time out? And I said, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very low bar when you're, you're starting. You're, it's a crawl up the hill, but it was still up the hill nonetheless. When the starting point is a 10-point loss to Lenore Ryan, then <laughs> you, you sure bleep better be getting better every about every game. Yeah, I mean, sometimes this works in my favor. Last night was the first time where I did, did not think they got better. I, I didn't think they, they played better. They, they I, came out. They were apathetic. They looked like they were zombie walking. It looked – I don't know what the offense was. And then they started trying with like six minutes left, and the team that should have been playing there from the jump, that should have been opening up a lead, was able to bridge a gap and almost get to a point where they stole another victory and fell short because of weird late game stuff once again. Yeah. And I don't know what I mean. And weird I, stuff throughout the game also didn't help. But. Weird stuff throughout the game. I mean, it was, but like, at what point? I mean, Kenny Payne after he has he's had a different theme after each of these regular season losses, and after the last one, after the the right set game, it was you know, you're Louisville. You have to understand that you can't let this lower level team get on the floor in your building and immediately feel like they can play with you. Yeah. And we need to punch first in so many ways. And their response to that was to have their worst opening segment of the season so far. Oh, good. The offense. Fall behind App State by double digits almost immediately and never lead one second of that game. And I mean, we can blame the players. Almost did. We, we almost did. For a split second, it seemed like we did. <laughs> we still wouldn't have led for any period of time. That technically, yeah, he's right. For .01 seconds. He is the reason why he's in advanced math. That's why. That's why. And we were, ne- <laughs> we were never tied after 0-0. It would have been the first game ever. If the shot counted, it would have been the first game in Louisville history where we didn't lead it. All. We won a game where we didn't lead it all and weren't tied after 0-0. You know, we have a lot of not fun stats to get to today. That would have been a fun stat to have. <laughs> and the fact that we're teasing with it, it just makes me feel even worse. So thank you, Patrick. Pa- Patrick always dropping in to, to bring the, the joy. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, Make sure you bring that energy while I'm gone. <laughs> so they come out, they fall behind by double digits. They never lead the game. No. And I didn't even realize that until you just said it. Never me. even tied. Never even tied. It was an App State team. That, Don't dirt on it, Patrick. <laughs> Keep piling on. Yeah. <laughs> it's an App State team that, again, like I, I said, they've had th- two straight winning seasons. They're shooting for their first three straight winning seasons since the mid-'90s. A, a, a solid mid-major program. Not a great mid-major program. No, but a good team this year. They've got a good team. We'll see. Dude, their backcourt would play start for us. <laughs> I mean, they, again, it, it's a team picked to finish seventh in the 14-team Sun Belt. I know. I know. We'll see. They, I, I don't think they're going to end up having a, a good year. I think they'll be – Fifth, sixth in the Sun Belt, and, probably, and a team that hovers around 500, like 16, 18 wins. I mean, probably, yeah, they, probably. I, not a team that should be coming in here and leading you from start to finish. Is my point. And I get that the players have bad attitudes. I get that they were hurt from the past regime. I whatever excuse you want to use. At the end of the day, the coaches have to inspire them to, at the very least, play hard from the jump. And if the coaches can't get this group, I don't care who the, I, I don't care what the group is. I don't care what mentality they have. I don't care what their background is. I don't care what their mental state is. If the coaches can't inspire them to, at the very least, play hard and look like they give a bleep from the jump, it's a red flag. We talked, I feel like I hate doing the comparison to the Patino thing, but the best thing about his first season was right away, all of the bad attitudes that we saw at the end of the Crum era were gone. You know, Ellis Miles, who looked like he just wanted to, you know, be anywhere else besides the basketball court in his first two seasons here when in Crum's last two seasons, all of a sudden became the king of effort. you got to stop comparing him to Rick Pitino, though. I know, but that's I'm just saying— not, That's not a fair comparison. I'm not any. saying—but I'm not bringing X's and O's up. 
I know. I'm not bringing X's nose. I'm no. saying if you are going to, because we look, if we don't want him to be a, ca- a coach that's at least in the same vicinity of Rick Pitino or Chris Mack, what are we doing? We're a top six program. That's, that's the standard okay. here. I'll take you that. don't take the job unless you feel like you can live up to that. So the comparison is this: Year one, bars low. Just get them to play with the same energy that a Hall of Famer coach will inspire his team to play with. We haven't seen that so far, and that's all I'm asking. The we'll get into the. The late game execution stuff, the what the hell is this offense stuff. We can talk about all that stuff. But for right now, I said at the end of yesterday's show, all I wanted to do was see this team play harder than its opponent for the first time this year. They didn't do it. Not for a whole game. No, and, and that's the problem, is we know they can you, because you, we you, see, you see it. You see it in chunks, but you don't you yeah, you don't see it. One at the beginning of the game, and I know Kenny Payne talked about it, and so did, did Brandley Hunley Hatfield in his press conference after the game that, you know, we even expressed it, you know, the, the coach and this coach Davis told him, you can't come out there and get punched in the mouth from the beginning. And they keep doing it. And, I mean, just, I don't know what. It's like the complete opposite of football. You know, in football games where you, you hear it all the time about how coaches will script out your first possession, yeah. second possession, third possession. And sometimes those are your sharpest possessions. Mm. They'll script out. I watched this offense last night, and it, it, it's fitting the way the game finished in the second half from what I was getting so mad about. It's like, just, I don't know what they're doing offensively. I don't know. I just I don't know what play they're running. At one point, they ran two straight, maybe it was three straight possessions where it looked really Harlem Globetrotter like, nice and pretty that they were like weaving around the perimeter with the ball, and then you got three seconds on the shot clock, and not once have you tried to get the ball into the perimeter. I mean, how is? And I know we'll get into more details and X's and those stuff, but I got I'm bent it up here. One. I do love Brantley Hunt Hatfield as a player, as potential as a player. Now, he needs to be a little more tougher, but the skill level I'm loving and the fact that he's only even getting eight shots, there's no reason he doesn't touch the ball every time he's on the court on offense. He should. And he needs to be having 15 to 16 shots a game. Now, the first few shots he got, I think he started out one for three or something like that. Some of that's on him, though, too. He's got to be more assertive. And he, and he does. And there's times, and, and also with spacing. I mean, the spacing of this team... When, when especially when Curry's not getting the ball, he's taking he's just standing there right next to Hunt Hatfield, de- denying the fact that he can even get the ball himself. Yeah, I mean it's little things like that, and it's it's it's, it's brain it's it's just brain fart things. You know, Withers is foul trouble. Even though he committed one of five fouls he was called for, literally committed only one foul the entire game yet fouled out. So it's got to be history in the first ever time in NCAA history it's happened. But yet he's still put himself in a situation for the second offensive foul, what he probably needed to do, even though it was a horrible call. It was a blocking. It was a textbook block. But yet they called it charge because for I, some, a hot, I have a hot take real quick. For some reason, in the, 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 the rest of this game had to call everything charge. I was going time. to say, it was annoying. It was bad. Oh, so but bad. you know what you do if you're a, a smart college basketball player, and we've seen our guys do this? Adjust to it. Start taking charges yourself. That's, if you know yeah, they're going to call everything, start flopping. There, there was one play where two, guy, two App State guys jumped in. One flopped and the other almost half flopped. It was bad. You could tell that they... And, and that was when they called it a block for once. And I'm like, at yeah. least you realize this. They're, they know what you're doing. The refs, have, they've got you whooped. They're like... But they recognized it early on. They you, got the you first the refs, charge, and, and so they just started doing it the entire game, which is smart. You're the refs, and the and App State's taking charges was Virginia. And they got you wrapped around your their finger. And you're doing everything they say. You I, I want to charge it. Honey, you get the charge. You, that's what they did. They, they did a daddy's girl on them. You know, it's and, right, and it was, when Virginia it was, does that, it was so she's being bad. smart. When Virginia does that, she's smart. You have to adjust. If a if an official is calling, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything. Curry, Curry tried to do it after the horrible charge called him. Yeah, he's too big to fall down, so he fell like two steps back, and they called a block on. Can't him. do that. 
And I was like, what? I know. It's Can't like, do that. I know what you were trying to do, Sydney. I kind of see it in your head working out. I saw the hamster running around. Yet the hamster took halfway through a lap, took a break for a cigarette. When we came out at the beginning of the game, and I know we have to go to break here because we, we've talked uh, a lot. It was obvious that the they had just installed in the time between the Wright State loss and, and last night's game. They had installed, they had emphasized something in this half court set that they were trying to run. Like you said, it kind of looked like a three man weave thing. Everybody's running around, and it was like it was pretty to watch a bit. It was, <laughs> and I went back because I was in the car getting home for the first five minutes of the game, and I went back and watched it uh, last night after it was over because I'm some sort of just glutton for punishment. Oh, yeah. But I was listening to, to Paul and Jody on the call. 970 WGGK, by the way. New home for Cardinal Athletics. Nice little plug. And they were like, the staff is flipping out because while they're telling them to run this thing, Louisville was just passing on wide open shots. And it kind of felt yeah. like like in Hoosiers where he's like, you got to pass five times. When you get in actual games, it's like, if you make two passes and you have a wide open layup, you take the layup. It was like that message just didn't get across. They were emphasizing passing and movement and, and spacing and all this stuff. And nobody was looking for a shot. And so all these possessions, it was like we were just, it was like we were running one of those drills in practice where nobody's supposed to shoot. We're just cutting. The ball's not supposed to hit the floor. And we didn't realize that in the games, things change a little bit and you have to actually shoot. So it's all this pretty cutting and all this pretty motion and guys getting open looks and not taking them. And then LL is forcing up a 26 footer at the end of the shot clock. And it was just like, once again, whatever message the coaching staff is trying to get through to these players is not being absorbed, and you, you know you can, you can argue about who's to, to blame more for that. It's pretty clear that there's enough blame to go around. It's, it's on both sides. Neither side is holding up their end of the bargain right now, which is why you're 0 and 3 with losses to three sub 190 Ken Palm teams. There were there were several times, especially in the first half, particularly in the second half. I I, I did love the way they were getting the ball more to, to, to Brandon on the whether it was trying to get him on the actual on the block or just get him in an isolation on on the on the side on the. On the opposite side of the rest of the group, it just you had to do that because obviously Sydney wasn't going to do anything. He's just, I mean, he, they tried to give him the ball a few times, but mystery continues. Yeah, sure. and and Withers, you know, was taken out of the game by the officials. James is can only do so much. He's still learning. So you, you were limited last night between basically Ellis and, and Huntley Hatfield, and they did more in the second half, getting him the ball and being more aggressive. I do like the fact that he is each game he has gradually become more of in the paint guy than standing on the perimeter guy. I have You're right. the, the improvement there has been been very pleasant to see, but it's just there were moments like you mentioned in that when they were running the offense because I don't want to see this team shooting. They took twenty two threes. I don't even know if I want to see them take twenty two threes a game. I know it's hard to avoid doing, but I just that's not this team's strength. This team is not a good outside shooting team to begin with. The James is decent, what is but there's this team's average. Strength? You got the, the best offensive strength this team has is to try to get either a get the not ball. Not when you start that sentence with try. I know. <laughs> well, I have to say try because I go back to what you were bringing up, and I wanted to say is that when they were doing that, there would be times where they either the guard just ignored to take the pass into the low post to either Curry or Hatfield, and by, or when they did look to do it, either one of them were trying to post up, and they were just being lazy and bad spacing, and you had no lane to get the ball down to them. This offense has to get the ball into either Curry or Hatfield on the low block each and every time or run through this that pick and roll with, with Ellis and get him off that curl. Otherwise, that's the only thing this team can do offensively. And I know it's limited, and teams are going to figure it out, and they're going to start trying to take it away. But that that's just, that, that is your option A, B, C, D, E, F, G in terms of what's best for this team offensively. Man. And it's and, and this coaching staff knows it, and you start paying talk about it, that this is a team that, I mean, we're just not good enough offensively, that we have to win defensively. Now, that sad part is, is that I don't know if we're better defensively than we are offensively. I, I hate to be mean right off the, the bat here and maybe you're like here you've been mean for 30 minutes 
No, to me or to anybody I don't else. think that getting the ball to Sidney Curry in the block right now gives you anything. Well, I, I don't think you say he has to touch it in the block. I don't think he does because I, it nothing good is happening when he's getting the ball down there. I know it's a rarity. Rarity, yes, to say the rarity. But when it does, the nothing is, happens. The the other option I would do, and they did this once last night, and they did it once. I want to say in the it was Bellerman game, and they haven't they don't do it very often. I wish they would do it. Is use Mike James on that block. I mean, this is a guy that's a six five, six six. He's got a nice strong frame. You got him usually at the two matching up. Use him in that same. They did it once last night, and I think it was successful. I think he got an and one last night when he did it, or at least he got. I want to say that was his and one. He's one of the few real bright spots the season so far. And, and, and I feel they, good. And that. they did that against Bellerman too in one possession. I want to say it was. It's only been two possessions, literally all three games I've seen him do it. And, and they're only doing it when they have to have you know when trainers in there because trainer can't be on the block. He, there's no one he can post up. He couldn't even post me up probably. He's just too skinny. But. I just you got to do that because this team is not going to be only Ellis and and I'm playing fast and loose with saying only Ellis is the only guy we have on this team that can take anybody off the dribble at any level of college basketball. He I mean and he's not even Ellis, that great at doing it. To be I, honest I disagree with, with that. I, I think he's great at getting around. Yeah. He's been getting to the basket at will. The issue is making I and mean, that's the team's best offense right now. I, I disagree with you that it's getting the ball to the people on the block. I, the issue right now is letting it's like Lamar Jackson in 2015 where you're like we don't have a whole lot. Just let him. Let him do whatever he can. This team That's has, all we've got. This team has got to work through the paint and use its size and courage. Well, even and when they do it, they don't. Nothing good happens. Well, they haven't done it enough, and they're and they're going to have to. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be hiccups with it because this is a young team, and they have this does a lot of grooming to do. James does a lot of growing to do. Now, hopefully, this coaching staff will get that growth out of them. I, I had my first somewhat, not, I'm gonna say doubts, but upset question marks about the coaching of Kenny Payne in last night's game, but. Well, I think we can say that for the next second. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a break now. Uh, we do want, I mean, text line already is just buzzing, as you would expect. I mean, maybe I'm also biased because I'm a low, I'm old school, you know, low post type of guy. But this team, I mean, your two best offenses, two of your three best offensive weapons, whether he's been this year or not, is kind of Curry, Ellison, and Henley Upfield. And two of those are low block guys. And you got to find a way to get him the ball down there. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know if don't you know, know if they can play together. That's the only problem, too, because. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe we need to find a way to separate. Them. I don't. I mean, let's just say it. I, I don't know if Curry should be playing. Period. At this point, like he's, well, that's he's not doing fine. anything for you. Like if you want to play only half field at the five and go smaller, give it a shot. Let's let's see. I don't know if that's really small, really, is it? I mean, smaller. Well, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, more of this. We we can talk about the late game stuff, the, the coaching decisions, um, uh, other things. We'll also take your text at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Mike Weatherford show rolls on next here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. There it is.
Trevor Kelsey bringing the heat with songs with one in the title today. Appropriately enough, Louisville one way. Four straight losses by a single point. I still haven't seen a stat. I asked somebody uh, last night. I, I know Kelly was looking well, back the, the at it. The division doesn't really count, though, right? But no, we lost our last game last year against Virginia in the ACC tournament was a one-point loss. Oh, what? So yeah, dating back to last year, we that. have lost four consecutive games by one point. Now we didn't we didn't lose by one in the exhibition. We lost by ten, and then, oh, we, and then we won, and by, we seven. won by seven. That's right. You're right. You're right. So four straight losses. I'm trying to be positive about the exhibition, I guess. <laughs> I knew that last game it signified the first three-game losing streak in Louisville basketball history, where we lost every game by a point. I believe we are now the first team in college basketball history to okay. lose their first three games of a season all by a single point. I Honestly, I, I wonder if any team in college basketball history has lost four straight by a point. Not even just to start the season, but at any point during a season. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but now if you take any any point during the season, I would think there's probably a good chance you might find one somewhere. Maybe. But to start a season, and like you said, not even, just even throw it, let's, let's do what everybody does, like add the little extra things to make it sound special. Like, the first game, the first head coach, all at home, all by one point, all to lesser power five conference. What's the, we were the first team since the stat that got thrown out there last time, but the first the, team since at least 1993 to lose its first two games of a season by one point. I have to imagine we're the first team in a long, long time, if ever, to lose its first three games of a season by a single point. I mean, we're going to lose to Arkansas by one point. Does that make you feel a little more – would you feel a little better, though, if at least it was Arkansas we lost to by point? I said this jokingly last night, but at this point – I mean, it doesn't look like we're going to be an NCAA tournament team. I obviously, I, I, I say this jokingly, but would you kind of want to just lose every single game by a point? You'd be immortal. People would talk about that forever. People would talk about that season more than any national championship season in the history of college basketball. Would, would you want to do that, but to the very last game of the season, though, you went on a buzzer beater to win by a point? Some team hits like a last, like some walk-on, it's like a meaningless like half-court shot <laughs> to win by four. People just like rush the floor and beat them up. That'd be terrible. That'd be the worst thing ever. I mean, it's just, it's 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 insane that the, that the, the you'd finish each game by one point. There was I almost like tweeted I mean, out during the in the last segment when we we kept getting closer, we kept getting closer, and everybody had the same take, which was like, we're gonna lose by one, aren't we? I was like, I'm holding off, and I'm holding off, and we get the ball in the last in the last possession after he misses the free throw, and I was like, oh my god, it's gonna happen. Well, on top of it, we lost in all three different ways. The first one, we missed the shot to win it. It's borderline Se- impressive. The second one, they hit the shot to win it. At both both shots at the buzzer. Well, I guess technically we did have the tip in chance to win at the buzzer too with, with Wheeler in game one. Mm-hmm. And in that and in this one, we get it, but it's just a second too late or not even a second, a millisecond second too, late. too late. Yeah. All right, what, let's. What are the other ways to lose by one? Like a free throw? Like you foul a guy on a shot I was on a thinking, buzzer beater? I was thinking. I was thinking. I was thinking. One next game, Arkansas, Withers gets fouled at the buzzer, going for it, down by down by one, he misses both free throws. Or down by <laughs> down by two, he makes the first and misses, misses the second. second. Maybe yeah. I, don't I like feel it. more dramatic would be missing both. I don't like this conversation. And not to mention it wouldn't shock like me because we missed how many one, one and ones last night. Or like they get fouled once again. Which by the way, bears bringing up here at the end of the show, at the at the end of the game for the second time already this season. L. Ellis, who's playing big minutes, who's been a great free throw shooter since he's been here, has been a great free throw shooter in games up until the last minutes of games. Looking a little tired, missing the front end of a one and one light. He came back and made two right after that. He right? did. He did, but still, you missed you missed the front in one one. That not that we needed added onto our our stat count, but that should be a turnover. Let's talk about the one thing that we haven't gotten into, and it, it, is. it, it, it needs to be talked about because it has been a divisive topic this morning that I've seen is the end of the game. So Louisville furious comeback. They do cut the lead to one. There are, I believe, twenty four seconds left. There are. App State has the ball. They're in the bonus. Louisville 
traps for a split second. That made you happy, though, that we didn't have fouls to give. It did. <laughs> Louisville traps for a split second, doesn't come up with a steal. No. They, you know, they they know, broke it pretty quick. They broke it. It was not a, a great trap. No, not very much at all. Everybody knows we have to foul. We're down by one. And we, instead of continuing to try to trap, continue to try to get a steal, you know, do what you a lot of teams will do in that situation, which is be super aggressive because if you don't get called for a foul and you get the ball, great. If you do get called for a foul, whatever, you had to do it anyway. It basically the same philosophy that Wright State took when they were trying to when they ended up tying up L. Ellis. Let's be super aggressive. Maybe we get a call. Maybe we get the ball straight. If we don't, guess what? We had to foul anyway, and we took the least amount of time possible. Instead, we play straight-up defense where LLS is just standing in front of the guy watching yeah. the dribble. And there, I don't know if anybody else did this. There was a split second where I was like, do we know the score? Are we just going to let the clock run out here? Like, for a second, I was like, are they, gonna, are they just going to let the clock run out? And then we just give, like, he touches him and gives him the foul. I don't have as much of a problem. I'll let you get to your skill yeah. in a second, TK. I don't have as much of a problem with this end of the game as I do with the Wright State game. I know you disagreed, but the when it comes to the time, when it comes to letting time run off, the extra seconds, because the easy thing to do is to say, well, if they'd had that extra two seconds, LLS the shot counts, which is it's kind of like saying, well, if we'd had that field goal back that they took away at the end of the first half, we would, yeah. you know, the game would have played out differently. We would have hopefully started a little bit sooner. We should have started sooner anyway. But exactly. you see what I'm saying. My problem is letting those seconds tick away and not doing anything. Yeah. Try to at least trap. Try to get a steal. And if you don't, that's when you need to foul immediately. Lengthen the game because if you, let, let's say App State does what they ended up doing, miss the, the front end of a one-on-one, we get the ball with 18 seconds or 20 seconds as opposed to 11. You have enough time then to... Take a shot, get an offensive rebound. If you don't get it, guess what? You can foul again, and even if they make two, you still have another a second opportunity to tie and send the game to overtime. Lengthen the game. You hear that phrase from every B-list announcer in yeah. the last minute. That was my issue. It wasn't that they necessarily let the, the time run off the clock. It was that they weren't even trying to go for a steal. They weren't being aggressive. And like, you accomplished nothing by letting them dribble out 13 seconds. Yeah, I know the big, the big topic after the game was how could you let so much time run off. I'm with you. I, I mean, you could have could you have saved a few more seconds if you'd been, like you said, been more aggressive, i.e., you know, trying to foul or get a turnover. Yeah, but I, the point is, is they got the ball with 11 seconds. It's more than enough time to do anything offensively. And we can get to what they did or didn't do offensively with that 11 seconds again. But I want, I don't want to put my mind in just trying to like make, I don't make an excuse for Ellis or the players, but like the only thing I think of is that they were hoping when the ball got into the guard's hand, he was like their best free throw shooter statistically. And they were maybe hoping not, didn't want to foul him. But the point, the problem with he that. He was their best free throw shooter. And he, of course, they ironically missed it. And then we, yeah, we just fouled him yeah. anyway. I was like, what are we? It was, it was, it was bad coaching. It was bad and, and execution see, for and sure. And see, that's what I'm thinking. Like, so if that's the case, you don't want to foul. Because you do have time to do a little bit of kill. You still got the ball 11 seconds when it was all said and done anyway. Again, more than enough time. But the thing was, is that if that's their case, then don't sit there and look at him, dribble the ball. you got to trap and get the ball out of his right. hands. Use that time to try to I mean, yeah, if you, if you don't want to foul him, and I get that. I mean, I, you've got time. You've got some time to spare. We we showed that by getting again the ball. I'll reiterate myself again for the fifth time. Eleven seconds left, and but you, you, if you're staring at him, there's no point in doing it then. It, and regarding one on one, Withers and when Withers, it was uh, I think I guess it was Miller, whomever I don't remember now because the half court, the full court trap was just just embarrassing. 
and, and they didn't just didn't come up at him and make him pass the ball. Oh, it, or was Ellis. it was Ellis who was just standing back playing defense. And then yeah, but when some, he finally fouled, he just but, tapped. But someone had to come up and help him to do the double team. That was the thing. If, you, if you're going to say. You're talking about the trapper? Yes. Okay. When he got over the half court line. I think it was Hersey. And Ellis. you had, I want to say they got over with about 18, 19 left. So you had about eight to nine seconds that you theoretically just kind of watched him dribble. And if you don't want to foul him because he's their, you know, quote unquote best three little shooter, and I, that, again, get that. That's, that's understandable. You can't just sit there and stare at him one-on-one. Another defender, I don't care who it is, has to run up and try to trap. And then if you can't get, get him to throw the ball away or get throw the ball to someone else to foul, then you foul him. And, you're, I mean, you're in your same situation. Now, in the end, it, it was all moot because you did foul him. He went to the line. He missed it. You had 11 seconds, yada, yada, yada. But it's it was still, partially moot. But it's still it's moot in this situation in hindsight. But it's not going to be moot in other games because that situation is going to come up in other times, and you can't just let it happen again. Because guess what, the, the team's best free throw shooter, nine out of ten times, isn't going to miss that one and one like uh, we got lucky and, last and night. I, I, I don't but. think it's moot because it's just poor execution. It is. You could have had. I mean, you you, you wasted time for no reason. You, there should never be a wasted moment when there's 24 seconds left in the game and you're down by one point. You should always be trying to well, accomplish something. Well, I consider something. it moot because it just didn't, in the end it didn't it didn't matter. We got kind of what we'd want, which was the ball. With Maybe, but like who's to say if we don't if, if we do have an aggressive game plan where Kenny Payne comes out and says, we're going to trap here, we're going to try to get a steal, we're going to do this when they get across the half court, we want to get the ball out of this guy's hands. Maybe we do come up with a steal. Maybe we foul earlier and he misses with 18 seconds, and we do score. Like, like, who's to say? We did. Like, your point is we had an opportunity to win the game still, which is, is valid. And yeah. My point is you still didn't do what you needed to do to you, maximize you, your chances to win. You're right. I mean, because we didn't have it. I mean, obviously, you know, an extra quarter second or whatever Ellis shot goes in, but what if that shot misses? We had no time to do a tip in. Opposed to Lance taking maybe the shot a little quick. I think he still could have dribbled up on in the Beller in the in the Bellerman game a little bit, but took the shot quick. But he took the shot the shot quick enough to where you had Wheeler a chance to get the rebound, even though he missed it. The worrisome <laughs> thing to me is it seemed like there was no plan at the end of the game. Like they <sighs> yeah. they knew it was like they told him like let's trap, and then I would hope that they would say like we have to foul, but we just again everybody stood there. Here there was no don't foul this guy, try to get it in this guy's hands. There was no trap if they do this, trap if they do that. We made one half-ass trap in the full court. They made a simple pass to break it, and then we just sat there and wasted 12 seconds. The the thing is, though, is of all the things in the last 24 seconds, that bugs me least about our possession after the rebound. And I, I this is where I don't know. I'm, this is where I'm on the fence, and I don't mean to, to, to mock a very bad overplayed cell phone commercial now, you know, is I'm on the fence because on one hand, I don't know why you don't call timeout there if you're, if you're Kenny Payne and you drop a play. You saw in the in the previous game, and uh, I've seen him draw up some nice plays in the Bellarmine game and the right state game late in situations, whether they execute or not. And I don't, I just don't get you have eleven, you have plenty of time to get that ball to him, get up to court, call timeout, half court. You got seven, eight seconds, more than enough time to run a play or, and dial up a play. On the other hand, I. He wants his team to be able to play fast and catch teams in transition defense when Ellis is most effective, and he is, when he's mm-hmm. got a team that can't plant their heels and he can get that quick head start. The problem was was he he got hesitant when he did it, and he kind of ruined the whole reason of not calling a timeout. I'm not trying to blame. I'm not blaming L for this. I mean, but because it's just a mistake that's going to be made with lack of experience, and it was it – was, 
It was one of the things of blaming the last play as well last night. I didn't have as much of a problem with that. I, I think, I mean, a lot of coaches will just let it go, especially when. Like, but with a young team, real. don't you think a timeout is one of those times? This is a, this is a, a team that maybe you do need to call a timeout for. I don't. I, honestly, I don't think so because okay. here's, here's what you would have drawn up. Here's what I think Kenny Payne would have drawn up if he'd called a timeout. Isolate for LLS, let's go to the basket. Which I would like to hope he didn't, because last in the Bellarmine, he drew up a nice play when we needed it. It was, but that was an, that was a baseline out of bounds play. No, no, I'm talking about the play before that where Ellis went came around the curl, went on the low poke, block, and it threw it to and James. It kicks out to James for the three. Yeah, I, I think in this situation, especially when Ellis has been your scoring option one, two, and three in he this had game, more time to run that and he's play. He's got but... 29 points, and he was, I mean, he was, he's the guy who got us back in the game. He's the guy no, who put I, us in a position to win. Well, I think yeah. he would have just put the ball in his hands, especially against a undersized guard. And who's to say? I mean. You know, the, the Tyree kid was good, but he's small. And not calling timeout allowed Ellis to have him one-on-one where he's got three inches on him, was able to get off the shot that he did. He just was, I mean, just needed to go quicker. That was the, the long and short of it. Needed to go sooner. Took too much time. Doing nothing. He hesitated. He came up on uh, – Brandon came to cut, cut, cut a very kind of weak screen on him. And he, 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 he paused on the intake and he came back. And when he did, he was one-on-one. And, again, Ellis is, is our best option taking guys out the dribble. He's just – He's still average to a little above average to me. I disagree with that, but people can have different expectations. Yeah. I've got my own qualms with with Ellis's game, but I think far, off, the, dri- best, so, I mean. off the dribble, he's I think he's he's pretty damn good. He can get around just about anybody in, in college basketball. It's what he does next is I mean, and let's we're criticizing Ellis right now. He's doing what's been asked of him. No, I'm not even criticizing him really. I mean, he's eighth in the country in scoring right now. If you're looking at a positive right now, we have a top ten score in all of college basketball. Unfortunately, the fact that he had to score thirty or sixty points to me is that's not a positive. And we're talking about, you know, we're breaking down late game execution, which I was hoping we wouldn't have to do until you know. Maui, maybe ACC play. <laughs> we, we've got we have three games there to talk about. <laughs> All of this definitely kind of it always brings you back to a bigger point, which is you should not be in these positions against these teams. Um, yeah, I mean that's. Yeah. I mean, we talked before the season started. I was like, you know, Kenny Payne. We're setting. I, I thought I was setting the bar low. Again, people are like, everybody expected him to make the tournament. No, no, I don't think many people expected him to make the tournament. I do. Nobody. Like people are now saying, expected him to be Final Four good in year one. No, that was not. There was never a conversation around here, especially not on this show. No. And I said, you know, I, I think the season's going to to not go as well as some people are projecting out there, but they need to start three and zero because Maui's you're probably going to be an underdog in all three games, and then the schedule gets tough when you get home with ACC play. Now it looks less tough than it did originally because Florida State might be just as bad as we are, but I thought we needed to win all three of these. We win none of them. It's you're now staring down a season where you will be underdogs in your next, what, six games? Until we play FAU. Now, I, I, we might be favored against Western, depending on how I things play Western's out. Western's played well. They, I mean, right I mean, they now. They haven't beaten anybody, but they're still playing. I mean, they, let's, yeah. let's see what Western does in their tournament. They've played one Division One team, and they yeah. beat EKU by six. And they've they've got a they've got a tournament coming up while we're in Maui, so let's see how they look in that. For tournament. sure, and they don't they're not going to play quality, quality competition. You know, what they do play though before they play us is Wright State that Saturday before. So we'll see what happens. We could easily, I mean, I think right now, let's see, Ken Palm has us winning that game by one, so we could definitely be a, a home underdog against WKU. So we will, I mean, we'll definitely be underdogs even as bad as they are right now at Florida State. Oh, it's on the road, yeah. We'll we're, be bad. We won't be a favorite on any road game all season. Miami at home and Maryland at home will probably be an underdog, and then all three games in Maui will be underdogs. So that's. Man, I take it back. That's that six straight games where you'll definitely be an underdog. We are going to be picked to be 0-9 well, going mean, into the Western game. It's worth being a favorite. hasn't helped us out too much anyway. It hasn't. We could easily, if we lose to Western, call TJ we could time. easily be 0-10 going into the Florida A&M game, who is now the third worst team in college basketball 
according to those Ken Palm rankings. But maybe the reverse happens. Maybe we said, you know what? They need to win all three of these games. They win none. It just means we're going to win three in Maui. We're an island team. <laughs> we thrive in neutral court games. We do. Outside of the continue, contiguous United States. Sun's out, gun's out. <laughs> I can't even do it. I can't. I mean, God. <laughs> I'm going to save us for Thursday and Friday. I'm just picking, I'm just, I don't know why I'm picturing Kenny Payne wearing the, the tank top. It's just sun's out, gun's out. I want Kenny Payne. <laughs> I want us to beat Eric Musselman and then Kenny Payne to do the Musselman thing where he just goes shirtless. So like, just rips it off. He's one and three, but he beat a top 10 team for the one win. And he's just like, I mean, if we won, it'd be the funniest Maui championship of all time. I would love nothing more, but. Yeah, we're going to have some fun with it. All right, we talked over the top of the hour. we got to go to break. I know you guys are anxious to hear your thoughts uh, read on the show, so we'll do that after the break. 502-414-1450. You've heard from us. We'll hear from you next. The Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Sweet Jesus, one talk over the line. Sitting downtown in a railway station, one talk over the line. Waiting for the train that goes home, sweet Mary, over that the train is on time. Sitting downtown in a railway station, one talk over the line. Ooh, Talking about sitting, it, sitting, waiting for Mary damn kids they slept in well yesterday and then this morning 6 30 i hear john going nuts so i've got to get up it's just me and i leave virginia like you know by herself she comes storming out at 6 32 raring to go happiest kid in the world like i was surprising i'm like it's pitch black outside i've been asleep for five hours this is awful it's not going well today yesterday was much much better today's was rough barely got to watch the game last i watched the game last night but it was not Focusing the way that I'd like to. I had to rewatch a lot of parts uh, late night, which was also not fun. Yeah, and you texted me at like 1230 at one point. I had, yeah, I was, I was trying to watch as much as I could. And then John, the problem right now is John has never adjusted to daylight savings. So he's he wants to go to sleep at like 7. And I'm fighting tooth and nail to keep him up because I don't want him to get up at 4. And he's like, and so it's just squealing, just the screeching his back. And it's just driving. And then Virginia wants to stay up. She would stay, she's like you. She would stay up till 2 a.m. if you let her. Um, so I've got like one kid going to sleep at like, wants to go to sleep at 7. One wants to go to sleep at like 11. And it's just, it's not good. Anyway, you slice it. So I put the picture on Instagram this morning of like me red-eyed and staying with both kids on top of me at 6 a.m., pitch black. And I'm like, Mary, just come home. 
Just just call it call it call it early. So you need to be one toke over the line. I do. I need to be one toke. I need to be eight toke over the line at this point. <laughs> if she comes back tomorrow. She'll be back tomorrow. I mean, look at it. Last funny. night. We've almost made it. But yeah. Like, he acted like it was a whole long time. It was, like, it was like Seinfeld describing a week down in Florida. Like, That's how it feels. It was like it was one day. It's really one day. Four days with two kids under the age of three <laughs> feels like a lot more than four days. But we're we're in the home stretch now. 24 hours from now, we'll be good. You sleep, you wake up. The next thing you know, it's Thursday. And so, now, is she flying in tomorrow? She'll fly in tomorrow. Early? She'll be in during the day. Okay, so she'll, when I get home tomorrow, she'll be. Okay, we'll so be she's gonna to come go. home while you're on the show. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so we'll be. Has she had fun dinner? Not sure if fun's the right word. It's a lot of work stuff. They have a, a, a little bit of social stuff, but mostly it's just meetings and annoying things. Is she okay? Is she? Her computer got broken. She, so that wasn't. Oh, good. that's yeah. not good. Is she? Is she handling the like the being away from the kids? Okay, to 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 embrace and enjoy the alone time that she's getting. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think she's sleeping better, which is understandable i think that's good well, yeah. but every she keeps facetiming during the day and john i don't know when she's going to get it like doesn't is not going to handle seeing her on the phone very well like he's eating lunch he's the happiest kid in the world she's not handling the the separation is no she's very well. that's her little boy yeah. she's she's yeah she was she'll it, get to it eventually but. she was very attached to virginia but it's a little bit i don't it, it's different like with her and john she just like she cannot stand Both those men who are like i'm gone for two days i'll yeah. see you on thursday it's mostly because john was so obsessed with her for so long but like she's like i gotta see him and then he's just like ah and she's like oh my god i'm sorry i'm like how did you think this was gonna go we've got this five times the camera time one of those moments we need a camera to see the face that he's expressing john. oh i've got i've got a couple of screenshots from <laughs> where she's like and she's like making this face where she's like about to cry and he's just screaming i'm like why are we doing this to ourselves things were Calm right before you called. Um, so, you know, we've been talking about the first hour. It's not my kids. It's the uh, Louisville loss to Appalachian State last night. Some similar actions. God. Similar feelings. I'm not sure which is worse at this point. Cards 0-3 for the first time since 86. Three straight home losses to start a season for the first time in the 109 history year of the program. It's not good. The 86 shared... team did finish with 18 wins, though. They did. Of course, they also had Kenny Payne and... Hey, Kenny Payne was on that team. He, uh, that was been pointed out that the last time we had a 0-3 I mean, start. now clicked in my head. The head coach was actually on that team. Yeah. Uh, we, you've heard from us. We shared our thoughts in the first hour. You guys have shared many, many of your thoughts. We will get to those here on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. The very first section of the show. Is it acceptable as a man to want to cry and eat ice cream watching the remainder of the season like I'm a high school female who just broke up with her boyfriend instead of rom-coms, I'll just watch Louisville basketball. There's, there's nothing less manly about anyone who cries and eats ice cream. I do it four days a week. I mean, I felt like crying and eating ice cream. <laughs> it's like I said, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely the type of person who will mask my emotions at all costs. Like, that's just, I will push my emotions deeper and deeper inside and then one day i'll just die and that's going to be it yeah that's pretty much the way I, 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 I think people should go and so i make jokes so every time you see me on twitter and i'm making some you know like we're gonna win the maui joke you're like i bet he's dying inside a little bit i'm like yeah you're right this is how i handle things this is i do it in real life i do it with sports i'm gonna keep doing it because again two options laugh or cry i'm the choose to laugh if you're the choose to cry guy and eat ice cream that's fine too cope however you want are you ready to have a chuckle yes Always. Apparently, the good people at Twitter have not figured it out yet. What do you mean? On my the sidebar, Mountaineers at Cardinals and a picture of Chris Mack. It's still happening. I mean, is this, Elon! Is this trolling? I mean, come on. 
damn Musk. <laughs> Can't make a car that works. Can't get Chris Mack off his. Website. I mean, yesterday I had IU versus something on my on my little timeline. They have a picture of Bobby Knight. If you can get a shuttle into space, you can get Chris Mack off of our feeds. <laughs> you can land a rocket. You, can get... you know who wants to be off the feed too? Chris Mack. I'm sure Chris Mack is like, please yeah, stop, stop bringing me into this. All I want to do is be left alone. The amount of people that send me messages about seeing yeah, Chris Mack. Be nice Mack, to Chris. Him and his wife are on your side, Eli. <laughs> the amount of people that send me messages about seeing Chris Mack at Planet Fitness is an absurd amount. My Our babysitter is like, I saw Chris Mack again today. I'm like, just you know, if you see Chris Mack at Planet Fitness, just leave him alone. He knows that you see him. He knows that you know who he is. For the record, I've never seen him at Planet Fitness. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> don't, don't, don't put me in that position. What? What did you want to say there? <laughs> Nothing. Hey, look on the timeline. Bearcats at Terrapins. It's a picture of Danny Manning. <laughs> is it really? No. <laughs> it's a picture of a player, which I can only assume is on the roster of either team. Do you wonder if there's any part of Danny Manning who's like, Danny Manning's like, am I about to be head coach again? Like, <laughs> am I gonna be... <laughs> they're going to fire this guy. Is it happening again? I wonder if he's thinking it that way or if he's over there going, Good, good. He's just tanking programs to try to get head coaching jobs. That's what he does. That's who he is. <laughs> Texas says, Mike, I really thought we had the right guy before the season. I really thought that the positionless basketball thing could overcome the lack of good guards. I really thought that KP would at least be a competent coach. I feel like I was wrong on all three. Is there any way we can get Scott's D to come over to the b-ball team? Yeah, that's, that's... Bring Brian Brown over. Uh, no, no, come on, dude. You're going to make me cry on the air. I, here's the thing. The Broyles finalist. I, I listen. If you want to be absolute, whether you think Kenny Payne's the worst person's job and can't do it, or you still think get your absolute and Kenny Payne is the right man, don't worry about it. This is just a hiccup. Yada yada yada. I, I just that's fine. But I'm still in. I, I still I'm still not making up my mind yet. Even three games in. No, nor should you. I mean, this is a small sample size. Now again, and I said this after the Bellarmine game. Come to me in mid January, late January, early February. I will maybe have, I will likely, obviously, have a more of a lean to one, one of the side or the other by then. But until then, I, I'm Sweden. I'm neutral. <laughs> <laughs> People who didn't listen to yesterday's show are like, oh my God. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I think you can say, because like, I, I, I said, I hate to keep repeating myself, like preseason thoughts, but I, I did. I promise. I was like, I'm going to be patient for this first season. I'm going to go in with an open mind. Yeah. I'm going to try to not jump to conclusions after year one because I think that this roster is not going to look like any of the ones that he hopefully will field moving forward. Having said that, I think it's fine to sit here and say, I'm I'm not taking a side, like you said. I, I'm I'm trying to remain neutral. I'm trying to give this give this time, but there's still a little voice, maybe a not so little voice in the back of my head that's watching all of this. And wondering, just wondering, if we made a big mistake. I think you, I think you can say that. I don't want to say a big mistake, but I'm. There is a little, little voice in the back of my head, even, and, and, I, and I'm again, I'm trying, I'm ignoring it as best I can, just like I did in high school, and that little angel's on my shoulder, that because it's only three games. That's going. But we can all admit that it's there. Kenny, Kenny, is got that Calipari in him where he needs a star player to look good as a coach. And I don't we, like the first part of that sentence. And we sure as hell don't have that right now. The first, and then one of the things that when I watch that offense, that weave offense happening for the first half, looks familiar. I'm thinking to myself that this is a team that, if we had a a five star guard, would take the ball off the dribble at this point. Henry Miller's not doing it. Weathers ain't doing it. Ellis 
is, it can do you know we'll debate whether how much you can do it or not is the only one out there that could do it and and that's great if you have you know those those guys that that Kenny's used to having we don't have those guys right now here's the thing any offense is good with those guys that Kenny's used to have true but some a good coach will will still get will will work the offense around his strengths of, of what he has no argument here and those strengths and maybe we disagree on what the strengths are while we do agree Ellis is one of them I still think that Curry and Hatfield should be part of that group. Maybe Kenny disagrees with that. I don't think he does. By the way, the second half looked, but you got you got to get you got to go to it earlier than the second half. My my biggest if you listen to the, the podcast, like I had a whole big spiel on this that people got kind of upset. Some people got upset about, and I've, I said it I on the radio show. Almost didn't show up. Well, no, you were you were fine <laughs> with it at the time because we were on the same page to a degree. I, I maybe was when the job opened and it was clear that Kenny Payne was the front runner, and I served up again i'm not trying to hide from this he was not my first choice he was not my second choice i had reservations about the hire i still have reservations about the hire since he's since he's been hired i've been on board because i'm a fan i want the program to succeed and i think that there were also positives there were also reasons to hire him which we laid out for like five straight months but my biggest concern with pain it was not the fact that he hadn't coached the game it was not nike to adidas or anything like that it was the calipari coaching tree the man yeah, has, yeah. has produced a ton of assistants who have become head coaches. Zero of them have had success. His most successful product as a head coach is Josh Pastner, and I don't say that as a joke. He's had he more. He only se- had him for like a year at Memphis, didn't he? I think before okay, multiple seasons. Was he multiple? Okay, but Pastner was still very young too. He was. He, he was younger than I am right now when he was on that staff. Yeah. He's younger than I am right now when he got his first head coach. Oh, he's like yeah, he's like 32, 33. I remember. Yeah, that was the defense I'd hear from people that would defend Pastner back then to me. He's the best he's done. And that is a concern. There are reasons why a guy like Rick Pitino, I hate to keep bringing him up, but there's a reasons why a guy like him produces a ton of coaches that go on to have success on their own. And there's a reason why John Calipari's coaches haven't. And that's been my biggest concern. And I think some of those concerns have been realized. And that's what the little voice, again, it's a little voice. I'm not, it's not taking over my brain. But if you're being honest with yourself, you have to at least look at these results and say, like, it's at least possible that this was the wrong move, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, I mean, it's, you can have that, yeah. I remember when Steve Kreichter, when we had the Middle Tennessee game, and you know, we we blasted Murray State in his first game. Middle Tennessee then scored like 44 against us, and we won by a couple touchdowns. And I was saying, you know, you know, it's, it's, it, he'll get it fixed, it's fine. There are excuses out there, but there was that little voice for the first time that was like, eh, there's some red flags out there. That might have been a little bit of a mistake. There were some red flags, I think, early on in some coaching hires that were wound up being very positive. Charlie Strong, when you're two and four in year two and you give him a contract extension, I, I think you were within your right to think, I mean, was this the right deal? Like, I, like I'm willing to, to see this play out. I'm not saying he's, he's wrong, but I can't, we just lost to Marshall and FIU and all this stuff. And that wound up working out pretty well. So, but I'm just saying it's fine to admit, even if you believe that he's the right guy and he's going to get us back and the recruiting is going to pick up, it's fine to admit that right now you've, your eyes haven't lied to you. We shouldn't be losing four out of five games to D2 and low D1 opponents. No, because as bad as this team can be, I still think there is, again, and it needs to, to, to be developed. But, you know, and while I think Ellis is kind of where he is, he is where he's going to be. But, I mean, Honey Hatfield and James, and even Withers, I think, still had, there is still growth there to be made and talent there in those three players. Look, one of no the offense, positives, I didn't name you, no offense to you. Sure. But those are the first three to come to my mind because they are the top three in terms of, of the 
the ceiling being the highest that I've seen amongst these this team in three games or five games. One of the b- biggest positives I think through the the first you know, the start of the season is I think Mike James is a guy that I I, I want to see in this program moving forward. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know who's gonna people are talking about guys are gonna leave after this year. Guy, you know we're gonna get better players all this stuff. Mike James is a guy who can win you games moving forward. Mm-hmm. He he is a guy who has the potential to be a really good college basketball player. I like what I've seen from him. I'm I'm willing to hold out. I want to see how Kamari Lands improves throughout this season. Like you mentioned, we've seen some good, certainly from Jalen Withers, that he's going to blossom into the player that we thought he could be a couple of years ago. You know, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, we'll see. I know he he came here with the intention of being a one and done. The way he's playing right now is not going to get that no, done. But he could be a two and done. Could be. Well, two here, so I guess three technically, because I'm not counting Tennessee. But yeah, well, you know, we'll see. But like, there are. I, I want to go to this, and, and I, I know we have literally, quite literally like 57 texts. I said going into the year, there were two ways that Kenny Payne could get everybody on board, right? Because you know he was a divisive eye. I think more uh, the the majority of the fan base wanted him, but there were certainly a, a large, not so small number of people that were like, yeah, I don't know about this. He could have overachieved this season, which does not look like, like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I started, that's for sure. I mean, let's, come on, Trev. I mean, the bar he set, I mean, he goes on like a six game win streak that might be overachieving right there well yeah clearly okay i mean it's it, you saying you can't overachieve which i guess it's the it depends on the eye of the beholder i guess i mean it's yeah yeah i know i know overachieving for this team was was probably making the tournament oh yeah and I think, yeah we're not in that conversation yeah i'd have to say because my expectations were going into selection sunday with hopes of hearing my name whether i do it or not so, yeah. so we had two things that he could do right. one overachieve on the court two kill it in the 2023 class 2023 class, you've got two guys who... One of which you already had when you got here. Caleb Glenn, he kept yeah. him around. Yeah. And Curtis Williams, they can be good college players. I like what I, I like a little bit of what I see from both guys, but let's be real. These are the types of recruits that Chris Mack was getting you, if we're talking about the rankings, if we're right. talking about where they are and how they project as college players. If he's going to get a five-star kid, the kid that we thought he was going to be bringing in right off the bat when he got hired, A.J. Johnson seems like the only option. And from what I hear... A.J. Johnson, you're fighting an uphill battle for him. Texas is leading. Not saying that you can't get him, but I was going back and forth with a former recruiting guy who still knows all the recruiting stuff, very prominent, last night, and he was like, they're going to have to offer him what Texas is offering. I know who you're talking about. I'm sure you do. <laughs> and he's like, I don't think they're going to do it. Like that's The buzz is they're not, they, they won't play that game, and so they're not going to get these kids. He also said, out of all the 2024 kids... Play that game being the nil game, I assume. The nil game. Okay, yeah. And of all these 2024 kids that we've had visiting, yeah, and we have the commitment from TJ Robinson, who is a sub-top 100 player. I think I still think... I, I like his game. I, I don't want to be overly negative. I, I mean, think you need those guys. You do, but you also got to get some... we, we got to get some guys. we got to get some dudes. If, if, if Payne is going to be a Calipari-style coach, then he definitely... He, you, you, need, you need a mixture. We've For sure. Learned. Yeah. This person said, out of all the 2024 kids we've had on campus, Ellie Cadeau... Um, Carter Bryant, Carter Knox, Louisville leads for none of them. He's like, they're fighting an uphill battle with all those kids, too. And it's all because of... I don't know about that. Like, he, okay. he just said it about You AJ, can just AJ assume Johnson. that. Maybe. I, I don't, I've got no idea. It might yeah. be even too early in the game for all... Who knows? I, I don't I mean, I still understand I why we it. have to... I mean, why can't some of these our outside boosters or groups still offer no money without Kenny Payne's consent? I mean... I can't give you an answer there. But this leaves us in a position where... If we are going to do in year two what people are saying that they're going to hold him to, which is, you know, 
hold this team to being an NCAA tournament team. He's going to have to do what he couldn't do last season. we got to kill it in the transfer portal, which means even more so than when you're talking about recruits, not being so rigid with your NIL stance because transfers more so than recruits they want yeah. They're the ones who want. They're making a move for a reason. Yeah, the, the, this is their 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 make. This is their time to make money and win before they have to go make half that money sure. in, in Saudi Arabia or whatever. Right. Don't get me wrong. Brazil. A lot of the up transfers, guys like Carly Jones, they do. They want to make the jump to a high level because they want the bigger spotlight. They want the chance to play in the NCAA tournament. That's absolutely part of the equation. But NIL now is part of the equation as well. Oh, huge. And it may not be like like some of these guys probably would go to a program for no pay just because they want the added exposure. They want a chance to go pro. But when you have other power conference programs swooping in and saying, come here, we're going to give you this, that be- then it becomes an NIL deal. Then it becomes an NIL game. And if we don't bring something to the table, next spring is going to look like this spring. And next year's team, roster-wise, is probably going to look a little bit like this year's roster. And that's where I think you start to get – because people will be patient for, for one year. Some people will. They're not going to be patient for two. This is this is Louisville. It's also I mean, he's not- getting two years regardless, probably short of this for team going sure. winless. For sure. Because, I mean, and, and the lucky thing about basketball is that this is a, you, you, you can hang on to maybe a coach a year longer in basketball and not set you back so far like you can in football. And maybe 2024 winds up being like, like he's killing it in that class. But what happens if you don't kill it in 2023 and you don't kill it in the transfer portal is you wind up in a Scott Satterfield situation where – Look, the man just had back-to-back losing seasons for the first time that we've experienced since Steve Cragthorpe came. But he had a little bit of job security because he was killing it with the, the class that was coming in. Let's say that you know, this season goes the way that it's going right now. Next season, we don't do enough in the 2023 class or the transfer portal to be markedly better. Maybe we're like a 500 team, but we don't go to the tournament. But he's got all these 2024 kids lined up. Then it's like, well, you, you got to keep him around here, and you're in his, it, I think it's an easier choice to do than basketball than it is football, though. Because it's an easier turnaround. Yes, exactly. For sure. 100% easier. But yeah. you're then asking the fan base, like, at that point, it will have been, what, five full years since we've even been in an NCAA yeah, tournament? I mean, it's, That's a long time to wait in a program like Louisville. Because, yeah. like, you, like you just alluded to, basketball is not football here. The standards are, are different because mm-hmm. we've right. been... I mean, we've you know we've won national titles. We're a top six I program. Mean, the patience is wearing thin in three games into his first year. What do you think it's going to be three games into year three? Exactly. And that's an area. By the way, I, I have to give you props before I forget about this and we go to break. Um, I went to Chick Fil A last night. Okay. Fifteen ninety nine for a thirty count. There you go. Nineteen ninety nine for a thirty count meal. Not bad. Which involves a drink, and I guess I'm assuming in more than one large fry if you're getting thirty nuggets. But not bad. So you were just you were only up by a few dollars. So props to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I showed you what it could cost on the app. I didn't believe you. I know. You didn't believe the app. You can't believe things online. <laughs> Texas says, what if Trevor Shaving turns everything around? That's the that's the goal. I mean, if if, if this gets us win, a one win in Maui, can you imagine how I mean we're we're going we're going to final four if I shave my back. Texas does bring up a good point is what the hell are you doing, Kelsey? The last time you claimed we lost to Syracuse, this does not bode well for NC State. Was it no, I thought that was the beginning of the grow. I can't remember. I can't keep up with your body hair. <laughs> I used to be able to. No, I can't do it. That statement ranks right up there with my I know, you know, from yesterday. Yeah. Which had like 20 people text me like, can you send me that clip? <laughs> I'm like, why do you want that clip? What are you put on your voicemail? Hi, this is so-and-so. I know Trevor, and he knows. Bleep. <laughs> Texas, Trevor, maybe you should have started with guaranteeing a single win this season, much less Maui, baby steps, but... No, but the, the the lack of beard brought out the Maui win. 
Trevor, if you if you just joined the show, Trevor has guaranteed at least one win in Maui. Yes, the beard the beard has told me so. Boy, I hope you're right. <laughs> I can see us winning a game. Now the only beard I have is Elaine Bennis. I, I gave the odds from Bet Online yesterday to have a 16 to one to win the Maui Invitational. Ahead of Cincinnati is twenty to one. I love it. FanDuel not nearly as confident. They have us at ninety-eight <laughs> to one. Ninety-eight. Wait a minute. Wait, I'm sorry. We get this straight. One side has a sixteen. 16 the other one ninety-eight. Six. Yeah. The other has is a ninety-eight. And the clear eighth choice, Cincinnati, I think, is like fifty-five to one. I mean, well, they're obviously looser with their odds, apparently, but still. I mean, if you want to make some money, <laughs> don't go to bet online. Go this to FanDuel. Sixteen to ninety-eight. A little bit of a discrepancy. I mean, that's a small little bit. If you're looking at, uh, by the way, the odds. Who's that, DraftKings or uh, FanDuel? What are DraftKings? If I have DraftKings, I'll check them and see how. Yeah, I'm sure they have odds. They're probably like, they got to meet in the middle, right? Yeah. At some point. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> we'll, we'll go 45. We'll go 42, yeah, 45. That sounds about right. Uh, Louisville is right now projected, according to the early odds, as a 13-point underdog against Arkansas in that Monday game, the quarterfinal opener. Arkansas is the betting favorite on both sides to win the Maui Invitational. So uh, we'll see what happens no there. No shock there. I mean, I'd love to beat. I'd love to beat him. Cincinnati's only a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Northern Kentucky tonight. Hey, Norse, rolling along a little bit. Good, yeah. little, good little program. Like, Northern Kentucky's still mad you, that you, you took their coach, even though it didn't pan out. I was going to say, they probably are okay with it. No, this <laughs> no it didn't pan. Didn't, didn't exactly work out great for them, but, you know. Texas, give me Mick Cronin or Wes Miller all day before KP. <sighs> I... <laughs> I'm not taking Mick Cronin. I'm, the I'm, reaction has changed. I'm just like I, I'm not Wes Miller. I'm 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 iffy on still. I mean I know oh, he, I think he's gonna be a great coach. I know and you're and you're in the majority majority of the oh, like that. Sure. I, just, I just haven't really watched him enough well enough to, to to give you an opinion on him. I'll tell you that he hasn't done enough to make me not hate him or to hate him like I do uh, Mick. Text says uh, Louisville didn't even make the, the odds of winning the tournament according to draft. Well, that's not great. We don't even get never a good sign. Minnesota has sixty thousand to one, and we don't even get in there. Well, Minnesota's not in the tournament, so that'd be 60. no. I mean the NCAA tournament. Oh, okay. We don't even have NCAA tournament odds on here. That's Richmond right. does, <laughs> Tulane does, but we do. oh no, here we are. We got to take it back. We're at fifty thousand. I'm sorry. Okay, better than Minnesota. We're just right above the bottom line. You ever yeah. seen that Family Guy episode where he's like, it gives me a hundred extra dollars to bet on college football, and he goes to the betting parlor. He's like. Hundred dollars, and he's like, "Do you want to pick a team?" He's like, "No." no. <laughs> that's, us. that's us. Texas in a scenario where we end up around four and twenty-seven, is it possible that we don't see Kenny Payne coaching here next year? If that's how the season goes, there's no one out there that could say with a straight face they have any sort of hope for the future. It all but confirms that we will never be where we want to be under KP. So why waste more time? Four and twenty-seven would be would be that crazy. would be pretty drastic. Yeah, that's it, it'd have to get really bad. I mean, I'm, I remember still sitting with. <laughs> Dugan, it, it, the early part of 18, and I remember Matt, this was before the Florida State game, and I think he was asking me, he's like, are we even going to get rid of Petrino? You know, Petrino, and I thought, there's no way we can fire him. Same. I was like, it would have to be just a complete meltdown of one win. And, yep. and that's what we had to do. To I mean, and that's Give up was, 50 in every game. Yeah, and go 2-10, and 10 and then everybody just literally quit on everything. And even then, it still wasn't cut and dry. Like there were still people who I mean, were like, we still only went to what the second to last game of the season to get rid of him. Too. And he's I mean, still, I mean, ironic. He's still the winningest coach in the history of the program, yeah. which well, is he's still you know, insane. There are great moments, unfortunately. Uh, well, not, well, not unfortunately, but fortunately. But so yeah, I just remember sitting and having that conversation. I mean, that's the type. So I'm not. I'm, I will never say never when it comes to pain only being here one year. Yes, you would have to have. 
Anything less than five wins. I mean, you get ten wins, I still don't see him getting fired after one year. I think the only way that Kenny Payne's not your coach next year is because look, unless there's some kind there's of been, there, there have been rumors, there have been swirlings, and Kenny Payne, I think, has alluded to them himself that he had to kind of be talked into taking the job. And there are people who tell you outright he didn't. He he was fine in his past life. He kind of liked being an assistant. He didn't really want to be a head coach, but he felt pressured uh, for a variety of reasons. That's the only way that I think that you don't see Kenny Payne back next year is if he just decides like this kind of sucks and like I. I, I didn't really want this to begin with. I don't want it now. I don't think that's going to happen at all. But that, to me, is more plausible than him just getting fired after year one. I mean, that's, that's, that's what you want to hear, by the way. Well, I mean, you've heard it. I know. It's like if you go, you're going to see Mary tomorrow. like, Mary, why'd you marry me? Well, I wouldn't really want to, but you were pressuring me and you bought 30 the 30 was coming up. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, you know, but it's either you. I mean, I could do worse maybe. People kept telling me he was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, just, like, yeah. Is that really what you want to hear? I mean, you don't want to hear that. You don't. Just lie to me at least. I'd rather, I'd rather you just point blank lie than, 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 than be that honest. Sometimes honesty is not the best cure, by the way. I'm with you. <laughs> but I, I agree with the texture. If, if it's so bad, and again. What would you put the middle on, of that? I, I recognize that the roster is down. But Whoa. if it's four and twenty-seven, I, I do think that you can draw. You, you have to be able to draw conclusions from the results this year. I, I get that he's going to have better players moving forward, but if you can only win four teams with this roster, which is not completely void of talent, no. then I think you get not just a little bit concerned. You get very, very concerned because, look, I mean, you should already be at least a little bit concerned. I don't think it's jumping the gun. I don't think it's. There is no scenario, postseason ban, not able to play on TV. Scholarship reduction, death penalty, where Louisville would should be in a position where they lose to the three teams that they've lost to so far this season. None. There's not. I mean, if this team's going four and twenty-seven. Also, there's a good chance there's pretty much a player mutiny going on. I can't imagine there being all rainbows and Dr Pepper when with with if you're four and twenty-seven with this roster. At that point, there's probably people who have done left the team. Text says the the text are parents bashing the coaches or bashing you for being too girl. They're not bashing me. Texas says, uh, thoughts on KP's comments on practice and who is responsible for the the tone of practice. Stan the man. Yeah, I, I mentioned. Yeah, I, was, I a, wanted to bring up the practice yeah, thing because Kenny brought it up. He's, and, yeah. he's had a different message after all three of these losses. Yes. The, game one, it was, you know, I, I told you be patient and all that stuff. Game two, it was we're not. You know, we're not acting like we're Louisville. We're letting mm. teams feel like they can get it. Game three, it was the practices have been bad. He oh, ba- he said they were awful. He basically said. I'm shocked that we played as well as we did in the second half because they've been so bad at practice that nothing would indicate that they're going to be like within 10 points of Appalachian State. He also did address involving the practice uh, or lack their good at quality practices of the uh, no playing time for guys like Wheelery and uh, he did. He said it's Fabio little, saying that they're going to they have to earn it and they're not earning it in practice. Well, he said it's a little bit of both as far as yeah. are they banged up. Or are they just not earning their playing time? He said it's a little bit of both. I lean more towards the probably lack of practice. We did get a healthy dose of Zampane last night. We for a lengthy. Hey, time. you say what you want. Payne that five minutes did not play poorly. He played hard. He played hard. Exactly. We're pro Zampane here. I mean, listen, I'm not. I'm not saying I want to see him more than the. I mean, Wait, let's, let's stay focused here. I mean, Henry, the thoughts on the practice. Yeah. At some point, that has to go back to the coaches, does it not? A little bit, yeah. I mean, it, it, it. I mean, I guess it's some. I mean, you you could use you know, I mean, only only a bad craftsman blames his tools. 
Yet, you know, I, they were going when I was said to him one time, replied, well, you can't hammer a nail with a plastic hammer. He's not wrong. You're, I mean, bo- you're both and, right. And, then it's the, and you're right. It's funny because I've used that, that, that saying for since high school, and he's the first one to ever come up with something as a rebuttal to do it to me my entire life. I was like, wow, thank you. Um, but, yeah, that's you, – you've got to meet halfway at some point. You're right. There's got to be – there's got to be a, a middle ground, and it just can't be all on one blame. I mean, it's – yeah, I get if you, you've got to find a method to, to get the best out of these kids. We've been doing this. I mean, they've been doing this for three months now, for over a month now, full time when it comes to practicing. This should not be happening in the middle of November. The the bad practice that we're not getting through to these kids. How do I reach these kids? Like it, It's just. I worry now that it becomes a thing that is going to be a season-long deal. Also, I mean, it's at some point, there, there should be some patience to the fact, and we talked about this during the break, that, I mean, we, we can't ignore that this is also a very young team. I mean, Ellis and, and Curry were Jucos. They're 22 and 23. But just kept, Curry was Curry's might as well be a sophomore. I was about to say, we didn't have that talk. You had that talk. I yeah. well, and we were just kind of like, they're not, well, they're not that young. I think they are. Well... <laughs> I mean, you, Withers I mean, is in his fourth year of Division One college basketball because he redshirted. His Withers is, the, I mean, yeah, but I mean, honestly, Curry is basically a sophomore. Ellis is basically a sophomore. You can't talk, but you can't just I say can, that because they they came out of they're Juco twenty two and twenty three years old. So you can still be a sophomore. Karan Butler was a sophomore at twenty four. Ellis is the was the number one JUCO player in America. Garcia was like a twenty two year old freshman. Exactly. He's still a freshman. He was pretty damn ain't, good. Age ain't nothing but a number, and it, it matters on court time. And they're in, in the world of basketball court time. They're sophomores. Francisco Garcia was fantastic. <laughs> he was an All American. What are so, we talking I'm just about? I'm talking about how, how old he was, even though he's a freshman. I mean, we're 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 not the oldest team in college basketball. We're far from the youngest. We're still pretty young and, and, and naive. We're not. I disagree. The experience rankings we are. This is one time numbers can can help. We are one twelve in experience rankings. We are not the What is experience rankings? The average age and experience of your team. I mean the age and experience can differ though. Exactly. I mean just because they're together is the, their college seasons and their years. But in terms of basketball years, he's a sophomore pretty much. At the division one level, but he plays played four years of college basketball. I mean, playing yeah, but if I can play four years at some div- small division level, and that doesn't equal one year of Division One. I, I mean, there are uh, my point is there are much much more than half of college basketball teams are younger than this. If I go play team. four years at a church league. Does that mean I'm ready to play? Uh, does that mean I'm a senior in D one basketball? No. Okay. It does. I mean, that, that's a ridiculous comparison. There are more young team. There are more than half of college basketball is younger than this Louisville team, and they're not using that excuse. We've got. This is. I, I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm just saying it's an, an example of one reason why there's going to be some hiccups. This, this is still a young team on the court. I mean, what are we talking about? I, I feel like I keep having to say this once a show. This is Louisville basketball. We've never done this. We're top what? Before last year, we hadn't lost a home November game since 1972. We've lost three in the last week. What are we talking about here? Last year we had now. Last year was not experience was not an issue with all the grad transfers we had or whatever you want to call them. But they hadn't played Louisville, so it didn't count. They played Division One basketball for three years. Does it really count if you played it? Yeah, playing it, playing it, playing Charleston it, Southern, playing it in Miami for at least a full year, or at least playing it at Florida for three years. Is a lot different than well, playing Matt Cross it, played seven and play, games. And playing it. No one can find me junior college in Tallahassee for a year. And we a half. played a, Matt Cross played seven games in Miami. L. Ellis played all of last year at Louisville, so that comparison totally flies. Yeah, again, uh, to make he's basically a sophomore. Well, then Matt Cross was basically a freshman. And he acted like it. I mean, the whole team did. The whole team's still acting like it. <laughs> 
I hate to be that guy, but if Indiana makes a deep tournament run, this season goes how we think it's going to go. Do we move down to seven in the program rankings? <laughs> how deep are we talking? How deep do they have to go before we go to seven? Final four. Final four, and we're a, we're a top seven program? Final four, and it's debatable. I'll have the debate. <laughs> Matt Norlander had the numbers. Indiana, by the way, was not even seventh on his list. I think it was Michigan State. Got upset. I thought you weren't. I thought you. I thought you. Michigan having Michigan State over Indiana. I don't. I, I don't know about that. It annoys me that Michigan State love sometimes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Michigan State right now. I, I was gonna say I appreciate what they did last night. I do. I do listen, but sometimes it irritates me. Sometimes I feel like there's sometimes when it, when you talk about blue bloods, they feel like I feel like they're the most overrated of the blue bloods. Doesn't Indiana have like five titles? No, blue blood. Um, I know, but people start talking about like. Like the commercial, like, you can't have college dynasty without these four teams. And it's like Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, and Michigan State. Yeah, they, they well, were, that's because of the champions class. Uh, I know, but I'm yeah. just saying, it's just... Uh, They're uh, overrated for sure. Yeah, when it comes to when you put them in that kind of class with us and Indiana and Kansas and... De- that's when it kind of, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying they don't belong up there, but they're, they don't. Don't they only have the one title in yeah, 2000? Isn't that it? Oh, they have two, They've 79. Two. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, 79. Yeah, they're... Still behind us. And they have a bunch of Final Fours. And... All right. We've, we, we, we somehow have more text right now than we started this hour with. So we've, we've got to try to, to move through these a little bit better moving forward. Uh, <laughs> we'll take a, a break, though. 502-414-1450. Before we break, reminding you, if you have heating problems this uh, winter, only one place to call. AirServe at 502-264-9662. AirServe is focused on air quality and energy efficiency. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, they're going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home. AirServe technicians are available 24-7, any hour, any day. AirServe is going to be able to take your call and have a technician available to come over to your home and fix your problem. Go to AirServe.com slash Louisville, or again, call them directly at 502-264-9662. We'll take a break. Conversation rolls on after this. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X.
I do? Then I start back at one. Two things I want to bring up about yeah? the song. I got to, okay. Listen, because I don't, I don't have I, nothing against the song. You better Is there any more. You're not, you're not going to defile Brian McNaught on my airwaves. I won't defile Brian McNaught anywhere I What? <laughs> Two things. One, the video I've got here. Love the women in this crowd. Just just so enthralled right now by Brian McKnight. That's what BM does. And <laughs> <laughs> that's the case, I'd, I'd be like, you have to over here, okay? Second, is there any more of a complicated hook than this song? No. It's so, Do you really need to go through five explanations to get it back to one? Repeat step one, <laughs> yeah, two, three. There's a repeat step one to do it. <laughs> I like that the last step is making you fall in love with her. I just, do you really need to go through all the steps when one is repeat? <laughs> Maybe if you better understood the message that Brian McKnight is trying to convey, you'd have the love of your life <laughs> living with you at Kelsey Manor right now. I mean, you know what? Maybe you're right. Brian McKnight had all the keys. <laughs> all the keys back in the late 90s. I, I, I want to give credit because last night I said, I said something to Mike on a text. I was like, I don't know. I'm running out of sad songs to, 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 to do after a game. And he, like, he, One's the loneliest number. And you came back. You're back like, at one. You're like, come back at one. And he's, you gave those two examples. And when you said the Brian McKnight song, I'm thinking, oh, God. What's kind of. It's, per- it's perfect for the what, theme. What, what, and then I was like, because I knew who he was. but I, And I knew this song. I just didn't know that was the name of it. And when I when I played it, I was like, okay, I, this is the the one Brian Knight song I really do know, because I, I know who he is. I just never really I couldn't name you all the songs. You don't remember? Do I ever cross your mind? Okay, yeah, I Anytime forgot that was him. I miss you. That's that, that's the that's I'm the you. that's the age difference. Like I I'll know a few of the songs. I just forgot who sang it. Yeah, where it's he had it's, a few other ones. It's in more your more wheelhouse at that era. Yeah, it was like late nineties, and then he was he kind of made like a little comeback early two thousands. Yeah. I feel like Cause I remember him. I do knew his yeah. name. I just and like you said, if you played me probably asked me to name one song, I couldn't have named you one. If you played four of his songs for me that were popular, I probably recognize all of them. Baby making music, baby. Baby. <laughs> what he did. I think I may have gotten a little hot and heavy with some Brian McKnight on the air. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, you know. I embrace the, 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 the times and the trends. Little BM. Little BM. Come on, baby. <laughs> All right. Little third base on beat with BM on <laughs> uh, I'm like, one, you're a dream to me. Number two, two you'll be with me. <laughs> I'm just rhyming me with everything. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> quick, uh, quick reminder, tomorrow we have a postseason soccer going on out there at Lynn Stadium. A UofL men's soccer team has made the NCAA tournament for the 14th time in the last 16 years. They will take on Western Michigan in the first round. Tickets are available. Best of luck to John Michael Hayden. Western Michigan. It's going to be a bad day to be a Bronco. <laughs> Tickets are now available. 7 o'clock is the kickoff out there. If you can't make it out to Lynn Stadium, you can catch all the action on ESPN+. Plus. Speaking of, speaking of directional Michigan schools. Okay. Oh, I know where you're going. Little, little, uh, I think uh, I made a joke about uh, on Twitter to, to to Scoots that you know when Michigan fell Mich- Eastern Michigan fell short to Michigan, he was like, oh, "This didn't age well." Last night, Scoots, your little text about hammer the money line for EMU and Appalachian State, half of that didn't age well, well either, did it? Yeah, Bradley. Bradley, <laughs> put it to him a little bit. Rushed them, twenty-eight points. So that raises the question. With, if you don't know, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, me and producer Scoots on uh, KRC, who got me fired from my music job there, 
uh, a bet that whoever has the most wins between Lil Winnie and you gets five hundred dollars. EMU is currently still up one to nothing in this in, the, in this in this bet. Speaking of soccer, eh, really? <laughs> Speaking of direction, directional missions, missions. So I think, is it fair to say this is going to be a race to ten? It could be a race to double figures. It could be whoever gets. Should we change the parameters to whoever gets the ten wins first? We could be looking at a baseball score final. I mean, it could be like six three. <laughs> I just hope that we're the six. <laughs> I thought you were going to six. This has quickly become. The, that's what I thought you were going to say. This has quickly become one of the saddest bets of all time. Yes. Like I remember ten years ago, me and a podcaster ever, Danny, we had a bet. My favorite golfer of all time was Tom Lehman. His was Lee Jansen. Two guys. I, I know who. I knew his was. Two players who peaked in the late '80s, mid '90s, and they both were playing in the Congressional, the, the tournament, and we had a bet on who was going to finish better, and like. He, this is when Danny was working in here in Louisville, and he's like, my colleagues think this is the funniest thing of all time. They're tracking this harder than they are tracking the event. <laughs> and I think Jansen made the cut by one stroke, and, and uh, Lehman finished like seven shots short of the cut, so he won. This has become, I think, the saddest bet outside of that one that I've ever been a part it of. It has become more depressing, has it not? Very. Yeah. Very depressing. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, Texter says, the refs uh, last night were Lenny Kravitz from the Zoolander male model of the year scene after the late bucket by Ellis. I don't even remember what that is. I've seen Zoolander. It's been a while. I've seen Zoolander. I was number one that was in love with Zoolander. I, li- I didn't mind it, but I don't quote it like everyone else someone did. Can I ask you, were you watching, Were you? I know sometimes you, you, you watch games delayed. Were you watching the end of the game live? No, no. I was, I was, I I think I started watching a game, I got home with Saturday. I said it's about 8, 15, 8, 20 when I started the game. So did you know what happened when you were watching the last one? No, I had no clue. Okay. So I went. I I got because I told you we get me mad about Wright State with the phone going off the other day. Yeah. I put my phone on literally do not disturb this time, and said eight fifteen do not disturb. The only time I looked at it is when I texted you about the Samaki Walker son thing. So I'm I watched it live and in live time, it looked like he didn't get the shot off. And I think the announcer right away said like I don't think he got it off. And I'm seeing the players go nuts. I'm seeing Kenny Payne smiling and shaking hands. And the whole time I'm like, this is just making it worse. This this is the this is like this is legit worst case scenario. Ellis took his headband off and threw it. They're thinking that we finally got over the hump. This is this just, you know, complete cathartic moment where all the frustrations of the last week, all the embarrassment, let it all out, boys. Who cares if it was just by one point? You got it done, you got the victory, and the entire time it's happening, I'm like, they're gonna wave this off. The when it first had I, I wasn't sure, and I know with you having the kids around, you probably don't have the, the luxury I did, but my first thing was I'm rewinding this and I want to I want to watch it you know again and I rewind it I'm putting it on 116 speaks I'm gonna watch it as it goes and I do have a lot of plays throughout the game which is one reason why I watch behind and as I'm watching it from the first angle they showed it I'm thinking he got that off with a tenth of a second because it was from the it was side, so close because it was from the side angle though that one I was like eh, maybe I thought he got it with a tenth of a second I'm like we did it we did this and I hit play and they're you know going to the refs now and the problem was the backboard. And they show right? the backboard yeah. view and I'm like, okay, I'll hit it again. Let's do this at one sixteenth. Click, 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 click. Boom. It's right there on his tip. That was the same way. And I was like, nope, it's done. I mean, the I, first time I showed this, like, because sometimes like, I should have known Corey Alexander wasn't right. Exactly. Sometimes <laughs> the little clock and the backboard can be like, they're, they're a little bit off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, the, the one that they go off of is the one behind the backboard and the, the red light. And so I'm, I was like, you, the first one I showed, I was like, oh, I'm like, maybe? Like, that's really close. Because that first side of you. the second version and you're like, that's, yeah. Because it's, it's, the it's side of you, you can't see it, the ball. It looks like the ball's out of yeah. his hand, but you can't really tell. And when they yeah, the back view gave it away and it was obvious, I'm like, they're going to. Why can't Greensboro make a call in that situation? I mean, <laughs> Why can't they be like, you know what? These are our guys. 
Although I guess that's they kind of their guys more than us at this point. <laughs> kind of feels like it. Um, why can't they just call in and be like, you know what? You need to give them this one. I mean, they gave App State enough throughout the game anyway. Would it have been worse if going into that last possession, they had fouls to give and fouled us with two seconds left, and that's how we lost? Would it have been worse? That would have been. That would have aggravated. That would have made yeah, Michael pretty pissed off. <laughs> what if Kenny Payne was like in mid court, like DX crotch shopping? Like, <laughs> like, I mean, you, let's admit he he stayed calm even when he thought maybe they had won. He was smiling and shaking some hands, he, but he was not going over the top. You no, know, and he he just broke a small smile, and he wasn't smiling so much at the press conference as he was. And the Bellarmine and Wright State as well. That would, Still had a little bit of a grin at one point. That would have made it near worse. As much. He's got his shirt off. He's like waving it. He's like in the crowd. He's <laughs> like, like Barbara Fran from Waterboy. Yeah. He's like got some pierced nipples. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like screaming, bleep the haters. Like, it's like giving middle fingers to everybody. It's like going nuts. And they're like, they wave it off. He's like, well, let me go shake. <laughs> All you haters. You know what I got? D's. <laughs> he screams it off the stuff. He jumps on the scores table right in the <laughs> See, so it could have been worse. Right into Rogers' mic on the radio play. <laughs> to answer the question that everybody has right now, it could be worse. By the way, I I, I put the, the tweet out there last night. I was that like, been a funny I was like, to clear up any any confusion. I agree with everybody saying that this is Kenny's fault. This Kenny. is absolutely Kenny Klein's fault. I thought it was Vince's fault for scheduling. This. It's Kenny Klein's fault. The selfish sob coming out of retirement is the best thing that he could do right now for the program. He's still there, but he's retired. He broke the soul of the program. He texted me today and was like. I appreciate the tweet. <laughs> hey, come on, Kenny. The beard can only help so much. Well, I texted him the other day, too, because I, they've changed the game notes. Didn't I, he still on the sideline, though? He's, still, he's helping out a little I bit. Like, I thought I saw retired. him at the Bellarmine game. Or he's still helping out the stats yeah. stuff, but he's not doing the day-to-day stuff that he used to be always doing. And I used the game notes for all my previews. They used to have like the, this nice little like starting lineup box. These stats yeah. that I could just screenshot and use in my previews. And you know, Zach Greenwell, who I like a lot, and is, is doing a great job. But he's changed the format of the game notes. And so I texted Kenny. I'm like, I don't like this one bit. And he's that. like, it's not my problem anymore. I'm like, it, I'm gonna make it your problem. Fix this. I love that. I love that. We we've talked about. Remember, earlier, like was it earlier this week or last week? We talked about polite ways to be rude instead of like, no offense. I like Zach, but you suck at your job. I don't like change. <laughs> I, I, Thank I, you, Garf. I, my point is, I'm not blaming Zach. I blame Kenny for everything. I've been blaming <laughs> Kenny for everything for the last 20 years. This is 100% his fault. Not paying Klein, and. If he would just stop being so GD selfish and put this program above himself for once in his life, then we'd be back on the fast track to success. I make this quote and I'll probably get banned from the game. He's ruining my previews. He's ruining the team. And he needs to grow up a little bit. I'll just say it. Kenny Klein, grow up. Immature bastard. I love you so much, Kenny. It's been pretty downhill since Sean Moth left, too. We need them both back and come back together. My friends point this out on an you almost need to bring daily everything basis. back from the old days. My friends will bring it. They're like, they're like, has anything gone right since we lost Sean Moth? And I'm like, no. Sean's the best. <laughs> yeah, That's right. why baseball's still going strong. You're not wrong. So he's got to. You're not wrong. I mean, it's hard to argue that. It, I mean, that's, it's very hard to argue. There's a reason why he's in advanced programs. Texas says, has the portal closed? Can we bring in some Rainers Mighty Duck style? Can we get Boykin? Could we have just kept him? I mean, I would rather. Would you get Boykin or Gregory? Boykin. I almost like Gregory better a little bit. Boykin. They, they both are good. I'll be honest. Yeah, I was gonna say either. I'll take either one. It's just, but Boy, I mean, Boykin did come from D three, so according to Trevor, he's a freshman. I mean, well, he's a sophomore. I'll give him. He played three years there. Uh, he gets the one extra year. Sidney <laughs> <laughs> Curry played three years at JUCO. You, Sydney, you take Sidney Curry anything from a sophomore? You look at him, make him a freshman. Watch that. One. He I mean, played last year at Louisville. I know that was his freshman year. What he? I don't know what he was doing at JUCO. I'm sure as hell wasn't much. 
other than just probably just bullying everybody because he's five times bigger than they were. Uh, but Greg, yeah, I, I mean, I watched that game last night. I thought both those guards would both would start for us. Maybe um, one, one of them absolutely would. We know that because I mean, <laughs> we've got one card. Yeah. Um, Texas says, um, Mike, I know you want to sign this. I don't know what this is. If this is that petition to, to fire Kenny Payne, then no. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not no, come on. We don't need there. it. It's got eight signatures. That makes me happy that it's that little. It's got eight signatures. Let's, let's, let's stop. Texas says, I woke the two kids up, a newborn and a two-year-old, screaming my head off, thinking that we won. The wife was not happy. KP is destroying my marriage. I did do a little clap. Like first I, I did clap and pop a little bit when it first I happened. Was I, the thing is, I got excited for a split second, and then immediately I thought that he didn't get off yeah, the time. Yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. My mom, so my at this point in time, my mom was back. She's like, I'll put John down because she's like, you at least get to watch the end of the game and do your, your write-up. And she comes out, and she's like talking, and she's like, she's like talking about how he was – you know, he kind of rejected the bottle at first, and he wasn't going like tell me the whole story about how she got him down. And then she's like, "Did we win?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, we won briefly. We celebrated for a little bit for the first time this year. That was nice. We, yeah, we won for about seven for about I, I guess because I did a bunch of rewinding. I'd say we were, we won for what two minutes. Yeah, and it was taken away. Mary texted me like five minutes after the game was over, and she was like, "How are things going?" And I said, "Louisville lost by a point again." We hit a last-second shot. Everybody celebrated. Then they reviewed it, and it went. And she goes, she said the F word, and she goes, okay, but how are the kids? And I was like, who cares? Yeah, did you not, did you not just read what I just said? <laughs> In lifetime, I was skeptical. They're bad. We're all bad. <laughs> I was skeptical in lifetime. Then even after the first replay, after the first replay, I knew it didn't go. But my dad, he was like, he might have got it off. I'm like, no, he didn't. I love optimistic dads. Yeah. No, I he love didn't. It. I love optimistic dads. are like, you know, actually. I'm like, yeah, I mean, even I when I did the first replay on slow motion, I was like, it's a maybe like a point zero one. Yeah. He got that off. Yeah. And the, it was, it, he was about a point zero two late, I guess. The optimistic dad, like I got to school to my math teacher. I always talked to him about Louisville sports. And he was like, I was at the game. I'm jumping up and down because I'm at the game. Everybody's celebrating. And my son's like, he yeah. didn't get it off. Yeah, I was, yeah. I mean, if I was there, I would have automatically, I would have been just probably pretty pissed when they, when they said no, no shot at I, w- I would like to see a little more hatred reaction from the crowd. Well, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, because it sounded like everybody. If anything, you, should, you couldn't have taken it that. You, maybe the the rest deserved to get that taken out of them. But the nine bad charge calls they made, yeah. they deserved. It. What I was told was like everybody saw the review, and at that moment, it was like, oh, we it was clear on the big screen. I mean, if all the things those refs screwed up the entire game, they couldn't have gotten that wrong. Texas says positive here. We held App State fifty points below their season average. We held them to almost a hundred points less than they scored against Warren Wilson. Don't Let's tell go. me this. Don't tell me this defense isn't getting better. Hey, Warren Wilson, man. I mean, that's like that's like four years of to be one school when you play for those small schools, right? <laughs> it's just one guy. <laughs> it's just one. It's just one. All right, we gotta go to break. Five o'clock hours on the way it's next. Just one man. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna we'll, we'll keep this rolling. Uh, we we do have one note on the the football team to get to, but the last hour. I mean, you seventy eight texts. We have, we'll get to some as many as we can. You guys have thoughts. We want you to air yours. It's your show as well. Five o'clock hours coming up next. We'll continue this conversation here on the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X.
They said, you know what they said? They said, I'll bet. They're never going to make it. That's what those haters are telling Kenny. But you know what Kenny said? But look at, well, not right now. We we will be going We're holding on. Yeah, we are. We're still together. Oh, yeah, Kenny, we're still together. Maui Meanies. Because you know what? Because we're an island team. You're still the one. still the one I run to. It's the the batter field right now. Become Scott's song. That's right, bro. <laughs> you know the national people you made a reference earlier. Said, that's people they love Satterfield. They think he's great with the X and O's and yada yada. I mean, the guy is running both offense and defense and special teams. He is. Say it again. I have a, I have a, can, I have a confession thing. Yep. Ba- it's bad vibes for Saturday. Okay. You have bad vibes personally. The four, the four games I've been to. USF. That was good. Pitt, that was good. Wake Forest, James Madison. Didn't make it to the Florida State game. All great. Yeah. And I can't make it this Saturday. Why not? Why don't like that? What did you get? What did you uh, go to the Purdue game? What? No. Yeah. Tennessee game? Tennessee no. Game. <laughs> uh, Jen yeah. is the lead in the Y Pass musical that opens Saturday. Oh! What musical is it? Uh, it's Anything Goes. You can skip that. I think so, yeah. Anything I mean, Goes the, back to Cardinal here's Stadium. The, here's the thing. What, what time is, is, is this, this high school play? Uh, it's a musical, not a play. Same difference. Seven o'clock. Okay. She's the lead? She is the lead. Welcome to the Mike Rutherford Show, like, overachieving significant other club. Like, <laughs> Trevor, we got to find somebody just markedly better than you. Anybody I'm with is better than me. Yeah. <laughs> we got to find somebody. I think I just put somebody there, and you've, you've accomplished your goal. Okay, so, I mean, are you supposed to sit, like, in the front row or something? I don't know, Trevor. I just know. I'm just saying. Are you doing the thing where you bring flowers? And you hold him and like, you walk up there and be like the, the boyfriend hero. Like, throw still, him on stage. I still can't decide if I'm ringing flowers. Because I know her, her whole family's coming. She's got family flying in to come. It's a tough call. What and the, they're all going to bring flowers. Making? So I'm like, does she really need more flowers? It's at 3.30. <sighs> okay, it's perfect. And you go to the NC State game. You, no, you can. You, you, you don't have time for it. Yes, you can. Because listen, as long as he's not like sitting in like the front row, he doesn't, she doesn't ever know he's late getting there. He can get there. He can get there late. I mean, what's what's the musical? Anything goes. Okay, just just read about it. Read about what's it. Name, on, what's the name of that musical again? <laughs> I wasn't listening half the time. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not gonna be listening at the musical. Okay, I, what's so, it, which one is? What, what remind me again? Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> She's she, the main character. She played a minor role in last last year's musical, and I fell asleep during it. So okay, I don't well, know if we're. Well, so these redemption I, I mean, did, did she know that? I told her. You're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, it was after her parts. Now I, now I question those advanced classes. See, this is one of those situations where I'm kind of like Trevor insofar as, like, I I never dated a theater person. But on movies and stuff oh, and TVs, you always see they bring flowers, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I wouldn't know what to do in this situation. It is very awkward. I still think you can get there late and, and kill two birds with one stone. I'm still, well, this is Trevor. I'm still debating the flower thing because... She's got her entire family coming. And well, what do you need to be there I for? just know they're all going to bring flowers. Here's, so how many flowers ex- is enough flowers? It's a fair point. This yeah. is the way to break it down, though. You can't get in trouble for bringing flowers. Do you throw them on You can get in trouble for not bringing flowers. Well put. Better to err on the side of caution. And in this case, the side of caution is a nice small 
bouquet from a local boutique. I don't know if I'd go small, but you definitely at least want it to be nice because if everyone else has flowers along with you, you don't want to be the worst flower. Or get drunk and just start chucking roses. <laughs> just, I'm, he's, he's 18, I can't say that. Or 17, <laughs> God. Or just, just take someone else's flowers. Just go up to some nerd who's, who's dating like a backup <laughs> stand-in and be like, give me your flowers, you geek. I'm on the baseball team. My girlfriend is more important. <laughs> I mean, you're on the baseball team. You tell me some AV nerd. Just take his flowers. I am dating the lead. <laughs> I'm dating the lead. I deserve these. <laughs> yeah. Do you throw them on the stage? Or do you I don't. We don't know. So. We're having. The, we don't, I, I assume not. I, I went to the closing show last year. It was like a two o'clock on a Sunday. I, there was no roses thrown on the stage at the two o'clock Sunday show to what close. Show I want you something? to be. I want you to be obnoxious about this. Like I want you to like be like walking in. Like excuse me, excuse me, boyfriend of the lead, please. Like <laughs> like just like let everybody know what's going on there. She comes on stage. You're like that's her. That's, her. <laughs> that's my girlfriend. It's like everybody around. Like hey hey. My girlfriend. Just, just don't even just stand up and get on stage with her. Be like, hi. I'm like sitting. I don't next- know if you're aware. My name is Patrick Ryan. Patrick Stars born I, I, here. <laughs> when they're coming out, they're coming out. They're like, everybody turn off your phones. I, I stand up. I'm like, everybody. No. I'm sitting next to my mom. I'm like, hey mom. It's my girlfriend. Yeah, you run very loudly. Like, turn the phone off. <laughs> run up on stage and take a quick selfie with her. <laughs> like, this is going on Facebook or whatever else you kids use. It's a big night for you. Big night. Yeah, Shout out to Jenna, the lead of the musical. I still think you can do both. I went to a couple plays in high school, but I never, ever like, dated anybody. Was it? We we got like extra points. We got like, extra credit for going to plays. Yeah, they, Trinity yeah. still does that. They we have, we, have, we have didn't have plays at Wagner. We're just like. The closest thing we had to watching a, a play is if some kid got arrested for possession. <laughs> We're like watching out the window as the cops take him down. <laughs> that, was like the, that was the closest to theater we had at Wagner. Oh, I love the distraction. Uh, this is the 5 o'clock hour. We, we spent the entire show talking about the last night's basketball game. We do have a quick note, and this will absolutely lift your spirits if you're already not down enough. But because Virginia has canceled its game this weekend against Coastal Carolina, which is completely understandable, yeah. Louisville and NC State has been affected. The game will no longer you, – you need to brace – I saw the look on your face. You don't know what I'm about to say. You're going to need to brace yourself here. Oh, no. The game will no longer be on the ACC network. Louisville NC State, which features a top 25 opponent, is now a regional sports network. Oh, game, no, not Bally. Which means locally you can catch it on Bally Sports South. Oh, God. This all goes back to because people are like, why would Louisville and NC State get punished? Like, why are we moving to a worse network? This all happens. Why The reason why we have Bally Sports South games is because the ACC still <sighs> has not totally gotten out of its previous awful deal with Bally's, formerly the Fox Sports uh, Networks. And still has to legally broadcast a certain number of football and basketball games every year. Typically, we've seen this firsthand. It's the garbage games that get this assignment. But because Virginia's game got canceled, they now need a game to fulfill their their weekly requirement. And hey, we're on the shopping. Carolina ball. was our garbage game this week. Too. It was, That's and so we now a, a three thirty game. Featuring a team with a winning record and a team that's in the top 25 will be on regional sports networks this weekend. What is Boston College doing? It's a great question. I mean, they're probably playing the other regional sports networks. They did. Maybe so, they... so, so give them valleys. I don't know, but that's uh, that's your football note of the day. Well, there goes getting a chance to actually watch the. Because I was going to watch the game on my phone, streaming. I'm more upset about this than the loss last night. A little bit. Notre Dame, they're playing. Boston College playing Notre Dame on NBC at 2.30. Oh, yeah. That yeah. solves that. That's, yeah. uh, well, by the way, good for that. 
The text line says, uh, is Patrick related to the other intern, Jenna? No, he's not. He's, he's dating a Jenna. He's dating they're, her they're intern? Sp- they're spelled differently. <laughs> Jenna with a G. There's no relation. But oh, yeah. are they spelled differently, really? Yeah. Jenna's is Genevieve with a G. Ah, I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We have so many texts to get to. We, we've tried to do our best. We have failed miserably, per usual. We've been sharing our thoughts. We want to hear from you now. Um, Texture says, this excuse that BS is Trevor is spewing, I just hold on. This excuse BS Trevor is spewing and quote, I just hope they have fun. Everything is fine. Is the reason why U of L basketball is staring down being NC State? Did I ever use the word hope they have fun? I think he's saying your young excuse coupled with the, I just hope they have fun that other people are saying, which I don't see that much of. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I use the word fun anywhere. But the use is not an excuse. It's just a fact. Well, it's not, though. We've established that. You, know, you think you established something. You did not. By reading the players' ages and showing where they stack up nationally? Hogwash. <laughs> Texas, Texas, I can't stop thinking about Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. Ewing has shown that a once-proud basketball program can easily be destroyed. For the record, Georgetown wasn't exactly at the top of their game. Exactly. I, I think Ewing is less of a – I mean, Payne would have to work harder to take Louisville basketball down than Ewing would because Georgetown had really struggled since they lost JT3, and they weren't great at the end of JT3's tenure well, either. I mean, let's not even be, let's, let's, let's be honest. I mean, they only had, like, they weren't even, it's not like JT3 was was some, like, great second coach from from his dad. He had, like, what, two good years, really? He had, I mean, they, they he had, the, he had, the, he had the team with Green and Hib, Hibbert. And, they were a single-digit seed six times under him. The problem was they lost in the first round. Yeah, they only went They pat- stuck in the tournament. Yeah, and their only, tur- their only real tournament run came off of kind of a, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt call. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they did get lucky to go to the Final Four. I mean, and those were a good team, but that was like the one good, really class I believe I, I thought he had. I mean, maybe I am over being mean to him, but George. And also, let's not compare us to Georgetown because Georgetown. I don't think it's the wrong way, Georgetown, but Georgetown was kind of a one coach UConn meets, you know, one one coach trick pony. Like we 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 we've long we've gone past that with with Patino. And they yeah. they lost to Northwestern by twelve last night. So who did? Georgetown. Oh, that clip from that game that I posted was the most god awful clip of basketball you've ever the seen. The only reason I would like to see Georgetown good is because I always, I always had fun yelling "Hoya paranoia." JG three, to be fair, did win four Biggie's titles. Did he? Okay. I his mean, biggest issue. Maybe I'm overestimating. Maybe I'm being a little harder on him than I should be. In no, no. His biggest issue was they got upset in the NCAA tournament every single year to a triple, like not triple. No, they lost to a Dunk team City. seed. Fifteen. Yeah. They lost to Ohio when they were a fourteen. They lost to Dunk City when they were a fifteen. Yep. They got beat by somebody else, and like it, it's just it kept going. Um, they were just they, they sucked in the NCAA tournament outside of his first two of his first three seasons. But they haven't been good since. They weren't great at the end of his tenure. Like Louisville, we we quickly forget because there's a lot of comparisons out there. Like you guys gave Chris Mack all this time, all this patience. We didn't need to be patient with Chris Mack. He overachieved right out of the gate. They like we were not like the expectations for Mack season were slightly better than this year's. But we still weren't in any preseason bracketologies. We were not expected to be an NCAA tournament team. We upset Michigan State at home in the Big Ten Challenge game after being competitive against Tennessee and Marquette. We should have beaten Marquette. We got screwed on a bad call there in the, the, the in Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, we were playing well compared to what we expected that team to play. And then they made the NCAA tournament easily. And then his second season, we were number one in the country in December. I'm sorry, we were patient with Mac. 
What? We were patient with Mac? No, people were saying that we weren't patient with oh, Mac. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think no, that no, was... no, the, no. The people are arguing that we like you guys. You got Chris Mack, all this big leash, all this time patient. We didn't need to be patient. He was good the first two years. We weren't even. I don't even know if we'd call him patient. He was gone for three years. <laughs> yeah, we called for his job less than like, <laughs> I mean, fifteen months after he had us at number one in the country. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we were. I don't know. If patience is like word I would use for us with them. I mean, we also. Like, and again, like we never lost. Not that it was. Un, I'm not saying we should have been more patient. I'm just saying it was. I wouldn't say. I mean, if, he'd be, he's, if we were patient, he'd still be here right now. Like, Chris Mack wasn't. We never lost by games with Mack at the helm until last year when he was suspended and we lost to Furman. And the reaction after the Furman loss, go back and look at it, was not good. No. People were like, we got to fire this guy now. I don't like Mike Begeese is the problem, but this is Chris Mack's culture. Like, people were pissed off. And. Oh, that's just such a cluster belief. Just... And we, we fired him. Like, and now we've I mean, we've had three losses that are among the three worst in the history of the program. Let's, that's not hyperbolic at all. And there are some people out there who are like, this is okay. And you can, again, you can be patient and you can still believe Kenny Payne's going to get it done and s- still sit here and say it's not okay. Because it's not. Of course it's not okay. It, you say, of course, I see it everywhere. It's, we should all be of that mindset. Now, does it mean it should be the end of the world? No, but no, it shouldn't be okay. It, it also doesn't mean that you shouldn't stop. That you should stop supporting the team and like just totally give up. Yeah. Like, like we're all still watching the games. We want to see improvement. We're hopeful that this can. We're hopeful that things can get turned around to the point where we can look back and say this was a successful season, whatever your definition of success is. But in this in this moment, at this present time, Wednesday, November sixteenth, we can sit here. A rational person can say. Shouldn't be losing to Bellarmine. Shouldn't be losing to Wright State. Shouldn't be losing to App State. Should definitely not be losing to all three to start a season. And shouldn't. And also the product shouldn't look the way that it has. God, if we could switch Bellarmine to the third game, because they're. Cl- I, I still think. I mean, that's that's the worst we played against the worst team we've played. Like Wright State and App State are at least decent. I think. I think Bellarmine's the worst out of three, but I think they're closer than you think they are. Probably a better coach than the other two, maybe. I agree with that. I mean, Scott's. No, he doesn't. No, he's. I mean, listen. You you beat us with, like I said, you beat us with basically the team from Teen Wolf without Michael J. Fox as a wolf. Texas says Patrick throw a chair. That is always it's a long-standing joke that I have. If you have a when people say they have weddings or they have engagements during um, little football games, how do I get out of this? My answer is always the same: throw a chair. Done. You're out. I mean, how serious is the relationship? I mean, because we do need this win. <laughs> Pretty serious. And uh, it's a. You guys have college coming up, though. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> Gotta have that discussion at some point. It's a, it's a second semester discussion. First semester, <laughs> senior year of high school, you're fine. You ignore it. Second semester discussion. I mean, we'll I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll come to us when you have these problems. Yeah. The, and the uh, the Pass uh, Auditorium, it's like a very nice. Oh, I've been there. I, I don't yeah. think you can throw any of those chairs, is where I'm going. They've got, yeah. yeah it's known for its wide Well, no, you bring in your own. Right. <laughs> And you just you bring your own chair to throw it. Oh, I was gonna say Bobby Knight style. I mean, I thought Wagner was cheap. Would this be a <laughs> Would this be a folding chair? Would this be a folding chair works best? Yeah, yeah metal On, onto the stage. No, 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 not necessarily. <laughs> just enough to get attention and get thrown out. I would aim for the stage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Texas says, "What transfer from last year would you want most uh, back most at this point?" From last year. Dre Davis. Yeah, I think. That's, I feel like he's the I, easy maybe answer. Samuel. I'd probably say Samuel Williamson. Okay. I don't know if I'd say Samuel. I'd almost say Dre Davis. I'd take Sam back. You can can't we, go wrong with either too. Can we both say we don't want Lock or Cross back though? I mean, I'd take Lock back at this point. Really? Yeah. We. I, I, I like making outside shots. He at least can do that sometimes. 
It wasn't great last year. I was going to say, where was I for those sometimes? He's a leading scorer. Is that the day I missed? <laughs> what the? <laughs> he led us in scoring. He led us in scoring. That's, you don't, yeah, I mean, that's. But yeah, I mean, we're bad. We got six other guys from this How's team. He playing, back that, how is he playing at Providence right now? He's not, he's, he's scoring double figures both games, but he's not shooting it great. Well, that sounds about yeah. That's about like the stats look a lot like yeah, they did last year. That's about right for him. You know who is shooting a great um, no uh, Josh Nickelberry is lighting it up for. Now he's now. the one that we had. To that was two years ago though. But we had this talk last year. Who would you bring back the year before? He was the one I wanted back from on the last year's team. Who were the other options? Because it was him and Aiden. Uh, him, Aiden, and the the, the one that said Iona. Quinn's oh, Quinn's Quinn's, Quinn's, yeah. He's playing well. By the way, Noah Locke double figures all four. He's actually shooting it pretty well now. Yeah, he is. is he? he last game went four of six from three, five of eight from the field, had fourteen points. Five of eight from the field. He did five shots in five games with us. Yes, he did. He's averaging twelve point three points per game for a three and zero Providence team. He's not great. I would take him back though. Has Matt Cross played yet? I mean, has Frank Martin buried him yet in some sort of? <laughs> He's killed him. Has Matt Cross been hit with a chair? I, t- I called this a million miles away. Stop I was spinning like, that, Patrick. You're driving me nuts. I was like, Matt Cross and Frank Martin <laughs> is the worst possible marriage in college basketball. Oh, I know. We, we, I think we spent a whole segment talking about how he could punish him or kill him and just, how we just thought there was going to be a chance that he's going to be arrested for manslaughter at this point. Matt Cross has played in one game for UMass. Scored 13 points. Really? Yep. I know he sat the first game. He did, under mysterious circumstances. He also, according to what I read, was their best player in their exhibition game. So Okay. And UMass fans were oh, doing the Twitter was loving Matt. UMass fans did the exact same thing that we did this time last year. Where they're like, you know, this guy might be our best overall player. And then before their, their season opener, they're like, Matt Cross, surprisingly, comes out in street clothes. I'm like, you're, you're getting the whole Matt Cross experience in a week here, folks. I love how, I love when like on Twitter, like the, Matt, the UMass people were like, we got the kid from Louisville. I'm like, not, not, not kind of holding the same water it would in most years. Yeah. <laughs> I know usually if you're getting a recruit from Louisville coming down to UMass, you're probably getting somebody that can impact you. Not so much right now. Texas, would you take Jared West back? Yeah, absolutely. You love Jared West. You don't think Jared West would play on this team? Jared West would also start for this team. He 100% would start for this team. Yeah. And he'd probably be the second best player. Uh, Right now, yes. I would like to think that because – yeah, I'd hope that some players would pass them and have a better skill. But, yeah, right now I agree. Texter says, uh, Trevor just easily gave up his position on JT3 after Mike presented some reasonable facts. I hope TK is okay and not losing his edge. But he, I, he has not given up his stance on other things today. He's fine. Yeah. I, I didn't give up my stance that I thought he wasn't that great a coach. I just didn't – I guess I underestimated his success. I think he's a little bit overrated. Yeah, I, I didn't under I, – I underestimated how much success he did have in regular season. Now, how, what does that say against the Big East at the time? I don't know, but – Texas, why was uh, Danny Manning eating a candy bar on the sideline last night? Was, was he? Was he diabetic? I don't know. I, don't, I did not catch that. I didn't see it either. Now we're getting into the hard-hitting stuff. I tried to watch the bench a little more because that's that's your thing, but I just I, I, I forget to. The bench was into it last night. I did. I noticed after like a three, I saw like uh, Wheeler and someone else going nuts. Texas, I'm going to Maui for the tournament. I can guarantee that I'll be drunk more times than UFL will get wins. Yeah, I mean, they could win the tournament. They still. I was gonna say, I, I, I still might have that that ratio one. If you're going to Maui, I would hope that if, if yeah, if they win three games, you're still going to be drunk more than three times. Yeah, because you're gonna be down there four days, right? Yeah, at least. Yeah. Texas says, um, out of all these issues, I think I'm most frustrated that KP wears the same GT tracksuit every game. The tracksuit is getting kind of annoying. I agree. Yeah, that's. 
It does have maybe switch it, it up a little bit. Like, I feel like he should be sitting in front of like a barber shop in Brooklyn playing like dominoes or something. We're doing everything the same. I mean, we used like 17 different starting lineups last year in 20 games to start the season. They're like, they're like, at least we're trying, right? We're doing everything exactly the same every single game and losing every game by one point. Unfairness, there is no really no other starting lineup to start other than what we have out there. Short of maybe taking Curry out. You want to punish Curry? Yeah. I'm starting to wonder if maybe that we maybe we should use. Trainer, because because tra- trainer's going to stay on the perimeter at the four, and the spacing last night was so ag- oh man it was aggravating. It was giving me an ulcer. It was aggravating me so much, and that is a lot of that to do with when you have Huntley Hatfield and Curry. Maybe they don't need to be on the court together at the same time, and probably better off because again, you need someone like there was a there was a, there was a very small gap last year in the, or last year last night in the first half where we had a lineup in there. It was Miller. Uh, was it was uh. Miller, Lands, um, Trainer, Hundley, Hatfield, and Withers, and I'm I'm watching this going. The only thing we can do right now is get the ball to Withers and Hatfield on the on the weak side, move everybody else over on the other side of the court to get to get spacing and just go one two on two right now. These two, that's the only offense we could have. Luckily, that 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 lineup stayed in for like two possessions, yeah. and, it, and it, it of course pooped the bed in both possessions. Texas says we as Louisville fans have accused Coach Cal of not being capable of running an offense. Should we be surprised that his top assistant apparently can't come up with an offensive set on his own? No, he's got an offensive set. It's just a matter of whether it's working or not. It seemed like last night we tried to do some different things. I, a lot of times I was like, what, what are we going for here? I couldn't really. I knew what we were going for. I just it wasn't being executed at some point properly. I mean, I couldn't figure out like what the set. It didn't look like it was blocker mover stuff. It didn't look like it was continuity stuff. It just looked like it was a. Con- it looked. I couldn't figure out what we were trying to do, to be honest with you. I do. I just I just not. I, and I know I, I get where Penny Payne's probably getting frustrated because he's probably not used to dealing with this level of talent and, and execution. Where I mean, the thing I mean, even with the Knicks, as bad as the Knicks are, I mean, it's still a professional team. I mean, he's been with probably not since his Oregon days has he had a level of talent on a roster like this. Texas, it's insane how they still look the same as last year with all the standing around and dribbling. Uh, they don't pass the bleeping ball. Do you think this is KP's fault or guys falling back on previous regimes' tendencies? I mean, maybe a little bit of both. Probably. I I mean, but look, this falls on the head coach. Kenny Payne is not whether it's fair or not. At the end of the day, it falls on the head coach. There are lots of coaches who walk into situations that are not ideal, that have players that were, you know, still feeling the after effects of the 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 prior regime, and the uh, the task at hand for all the coaches is the same: reduce or eliminate the bad habits from the past, install your culture, and implement good habits, and have a system that works. And so far, I mean, it goes without saying, we haven't seen enough of that. I understand. For the frustration, Kenny Payne, who's probably would reply to that text saying, listen, I'm telling them what to do. They're not doing what I'm telling them. And that's frustrating. But here's the problem, Kenny, is that as a head coach, part of your job description is to fix that. We fired Chris Mack for saying the same thing last so, year. So, I mean, I get that. Trust me. I, hey, I, I went through it dealing with all-star egos in the Little League, okay? Like, it's... It, it, same exact it, thing. Yeah, I mean, the case in point, he's one of the guys that made an all-star team over here across the room from me. But it's frust- I get it's frustrating, Kenny, but at some point you've got to – if they're not going to do it, then you're just going to have to put somebody in that's going to do it, whether he's a more talented player or not, and maybe set an example in that way. And you kind of saw that with, with Hersey Miller getting the minutes last night, I thought. 
Texas, there's no other hire that we could have made that people will be defending like this. If Musselman, Cronin, Drew, et cetera, were 0-3 right now, people will be ready to run them out of town. Yeah, well, yes, because they have different ex- – they're, they're also not first-year head coaches, too. But again – I mean, there's, that was part of the reason that we you, you worried about hiring a first year. I guess, and like the whole. So if like, you knew that, then you shouldn't be so shocked. They were. I mean, you should be shocked for zero and three, but yeah. I mean, that was. I I think like that that right there is part of the problem. Is people are saying now, well, you got to let a guy learn on the job. We thought there would be a little bit of this, but if it's so bad that we're losing these three games, you worry about what the ceiling is, right? If this is the floor, how high can the ceiling be once? Kenny Payne gets his feet underneath him once he gets his players, because if this is a floor, I mean, even if they lose all three games in Maui by ten points, I don't think it gets lower than it is right now. Like you can't. Gosh. We've played again. We've played three of the worst, worst four teams on our schedule, and we're zero and three. That's I. What do you do with that? This is get high. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of just on the court stuff, and people may get mad when I say this. But in terms of just on the court stuff, not the gross off the court, the scandals, the what was the NCAA going to do? Just on court, this is the lowest point that Louisville basketball has ever been in any of the lifetimes of anybody listening to the show. I can't tell you about how bad things were in 1901 when they were playing you know, the local YMCA or losing to Center College by 100 points. But for the the period of time that any of us have been alive, this is as bad as it's been. I do love how we brought up the 1940 team. I'm talking to my buddy last night. Yeah. And he goes, this is the worst we've been since Grandpa Coach. And I'm like, it's his dad is Howard Stacey. Your, your, your buddy's who, grandpa that, was the coach that who, we mentioned yesterday. Yeah, and Howard Stacey, who was interim coach before Denny Crum, maybe don't remember, who took over for Hickman when he passed. And uh, his son, who's a friend of mine, played at Iowa State briefly as well in the 80s. And uh, he was like, this, he's like, we've been his best since Grandpa. So I'm like, oh, your grandpa's John Heldman? He's like, yeah. I love it. He's like, yeah, that was pop. He was the he, he started the physical education program at Louisville in the 1930s, and was the PE coach and baseball coach when the basketball team had no one to coach it, no one wanted the job. So he was like, "I guess I'll do it." And we remember we talking about how they were two and fourteen and seven and ten, and then in '43 we didn't have a team because he didn't want to do it anymore, and they couldn't could be find, worse. And they couldn't find anybody. Could be worse. Imagine so not like, even having a team. It was like, we're not even going to have a team. And of course they came back in, in 44 and, and 45 and, and came back with Hickman and, and everything is, is history since then. But see, it's just, it's funny. And of course he sent me a picture of like him and his grandpa. It was, it was kind of cool, but it was like small world. I was like, we were just talking about you. Plus that's weird to think that a dad and his son-in-law both coached Louisville. You got to think Pat 40 would have been happy in 1943. He would have loved it. <laughs> Mission accomplished. As long as swimming's around. Texas, I love KP and I'm pulling for him with all my heart, but I'm afraid he could go the year without a single win. I don't think that's Wow, right. no, come And on. a fairly large faction of the fan base would be enraged if he wasn't retained. If he goes 0-31, yeah, I'll say it. If he goes 0-31, I'll move him out of here. I am willing to draw a line. <laughs> if we go winless this season, I will say we need to move on from Kenny Payne. His, his last, the last D1 school to go winless was like Prairie View A&M, right? Uh, or no, New Jersey NIT or whatever they were. NIT. But it's, I think they went one win. Still. There have been a there have been a couple schools that have gone winless in the last ten years, but it's I can't tell you which one. Uh, Texas, I take any point guard from the MAC era. Even Fresh Kimball could help this team. Oh, I told you yesterday. I was like I was like, give me some Tony Hicks. Give me give me anybody who can dribble and, and play a little bit of defense, and they'd be getting minutes on this team. I mean, do you, were you did you have some positives with the twenty five minutes we got out of Hersey Miller last night? 
He looked fine. I mean, he's he hustled. He didn't make a lot play, of. Hersey's the least of my worries. He plays hard. But I'm saying, like, if people are asking for Bo Kimble and Tony Hicks. That's pretty much what you got in Hersey Miller, right? Nah, I don't think he's as good as those guys. But not Bo Kimble. I, I would take Bo Kimble. Fresh Kimble, I'd also take. Well, Bo, but Bo, no, I, Bo, I would take in a heartbeat. Yeah, Bo would average 50 points a game for it. Bo would help this team significantly. But yeah. Fresh, I think, also would help this yeah. team. I, I was curious if they were related. Quan Four would help this team. Just yeah. Any, I mean, any Quan Four is Hersey Miller. Quan Four is better than Hersey. Probably a little better defensively, but not much better offensively. I mean, Hersey Miller played more minutes last night than he played in any game at Tennessee State. He hustled. He played okay. He wasn't horrible. I said, night. I'm yeah. fine with it, but you know what he is. Like, like yeah. he's, he's a limited – he's not a guy who's oh, getting exactly big minutes at this level. But he – I'm not going to hate on Hersey Miller because he plays his ass off, which you cannot say for some of these other guys that are getting big-time minutes right now. Texas says, hey, Mike, what's your dad's take on all – you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's – it's a doom and gloom in Glenville. I was gonna say, if you want, if you think like I'm being too hard, like basically read like the the take of any one person who texts me. Like it is far worse. <laughs> any friends, any family member, anybody like they, yeah, it's people are. Concerned. I would say the same on my end, but I have a lot of friends that are UK fans, so most of them are happy, mm. which is kind of the, the same difference. Texas says, congratulations to Patrick's girlfriend on the lead. Yeah. Actors amaze me on their ability to memorize things. What's the longest thing any of you have memorized? P.S. The Arby's menu doesn't count. <laughs> it's pretty long, dude. They have all the meat. Um, I'm trying. I mean, I don't know. At one point, I could tell you every NCAA basketball champion, but I can get you back to the 70s. I can get you back to 60. I know. I, 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 I know. We've had this question before. You're better. Now I can go into the 40s and 40s and the 30s, which started in 38 or 39. 39. But I would maybe mix my years up a little bit. I could probably name the teams I might script the year, though. Now. I can go perfect to 60. I can maybe fumble through the 50s. I used to be able to name all the lottery picks from 1977 up. But that, that kind of fades around the uh, about around the late 90s now. I figured out, because I used to, when, when we first had Virginia, she loved, she would freak out, and she loved hearing my voice. So I would just, like, walk around thinking of things to say. And there was one time where I, I went down... Every game that Louisville's played in the NCAA tournament in every year for as far back as I could go. Oh, that one I wouldn't be able to do. I'm, I'm better at knowing Final Fours and Elite Eights and stuff like that. I made it back to, I want to say it was like 88, whatever, whatever the last tournament was before the 86 championship, and I, I, I couldn't get that. Like, that was the, that was where I might What, race, 80, like. in 85 or? No, we, we, I guess we went, to, did we go to the tournament in 89 or 88? We went in both years. So, it was, I guess 89 was 89, the one we where lost, I messed we up. We lost 316 to Illinois. Yeah. And I couldn't remember... I think I remembered that, but I couldn't remember who we played. Like I could tell, yeah, I can tell you who we lost to in the games. I couldn't tell you who all we beat. The only one I can kind of remember is '86 because I had the T-shirt with the bracket on it. '86 was Drexel then Bradley. Yeah, and, uh, that's how I always remember Drexel and kind of Drexel and Bradley as well. I know the Cardinal Cannonball song. Besides that, Nicene Creed maybe. <laughs> they can, then they keep changing it. My, my keep messing with it. I was I, I kind of do fade in like I said in the nineties a little bit because Try I, to get to some of these stuff. I had a book at the Encyclopedia of NCAA Tournament that was thirty nine to ninety. And I would just, I, when we go on road trips with my family, I would just read that just from book, front to cover. Texas, I'm already having to deal with this mess that is UofL basketball, <laughs> and now you're criticizing the saint that is Brian McKnight. Don't be that guy, TK. Not today. I didn't criticize him. Today. He did just say front to cover, by the way. That's fine. Put it on the calendar. Did that? Did that criticize McKnight? You just said you didn't. You you did not say that you liked him. You you were you were a little. You were not as complimentary as you should have been. To my guy, B-Mac. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just didn't suck up enough to him. That doesn't define me as uncomplimentary, though. KRC text right in the middle of the show. Love it. No. Oh, Why are we acting like we're 0-10 after we lost to Why? MSU? Because we're 0-3. Oh, my bad. KRC text. 
You should reply to him because we're all in three. Yeah, let's, let's spit some facts here. We're a fact-based show. <clears throat> For the most part. Two local teams played last night, both to get both against unranked opponents. Yeah. One team lost by a single point. One team lost by more than a single point. I mean, I hmm. think we won. Yeah, I mean, yeah. December 31st can't come soon enough. Bring it. Look, Syracuse got hammered by Colgate last night. I got the sweep and broom on them. Syracuse year. got hammered by Colgate last night. Florida State's 0-3 with three losses to teams that kind of look like the teams that we've played. Uh, George Tech got beat by a bad team the other night. Miami played Florida A&M pretty close last night. North Carolina, for God's sake. Did they really? Single-digit game against, uh, was it Gardner-Webb or UNC Wilmington, whoever they played? Hey. All I'm saying is this. Once we get to ACC and Kentucky time, we're good to go. We just got to get through the stretch of Sun Belt, A-Sun, this gauntlet. We Horizon have. League. I tell you what. Every, and MEAC opponents. I'm going to say this right now. All you haters out there talking trash about us in the start. You're going to feel really crunchy when App State and Rice State are in the tournament this year, and they're making runs in the Sweet 16. Okay. Texas, <laughs> I have faith in Coach KP. However, is Pete Bell available? Isn't Pete Bell dead? <laughs> Get Dick Fick on the line. I know he is. is it didn't, seriously, Pete Bell, I think, died like 10 years ago, right? I don't know. Texas, <laughs> hopefully Jenna with a G doesn't cuss like Jenna with a J. Does she cuss a lot, Patrick? Uh, she cusses an appropriate amount. <laughs> Good. So is my wife. It's the best kind. Texas, all my buddies were laughing last night. You know, that's how you know it was bad. Yeah, it, it, we have gotten to a point where, like, you know, it's you got to hide. You, you have to mask the pain. There, I have gotten to throwing my hands up in the air. Yeah, I, I love how <laughs> I, I have. I don't know. If maybe you're like this or not. Maybe I'm alone. But I will yell out at the TV like the plays. Like, you got to scream. What are you doing? Scream! Run to the. the well, my mom came in my room and was like, who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm like, Texas says, the irony of Kenny Payne having a stance against NIL is that every single Louisville fan believed that he was Calipari's bag man. Look, it's not lost on me. I think Sandy Bell was the bag man. Bag woman. Bag, sorry, didn't mean it. Gender neutral. <laughs> if we, I mean. Bag person. It is, it, it is kind of a thing. Like, we've been saying for however many years, like, Kenny Payne's paying these kids. Kenny Payne's out there paying these kids. He's getting these kids. And now we're like, Kenny Payne, please pay these kids. What do we have to do to get you to pay these kids? Pay somebody. This does feel like poetically come back to our Kenny Payne won those games rants. And here we are now 0-3. <laughs> they lose the Chaminade. <laughs> I mean, it does just seem somewhat fitting, right? We haven't lost to UK since before COVID. I mean, this this is like just this is again this is another replay of how we when they hired Cal, like you're gonna get caught cheating, you're gonna get caught cheating, you're gonna be banned, you're gonna get this, and we're the ones that got it. Well, since Kenny Payne has left, we gotta, Kentucky, stop. We, we gotta stop doing this stuff. Since Kenny Payne has left Kentucky, exactly. they haven't beat Louisville or made a tournament. They have, or won a tournament game. They have. That's, that's true. That is true. Facts are facts. Texas Mike this year is making me depressed. Everyone said Payne was going to unite, but everyone looks divided as ever. I've seen people saying uh, that people are too critical of Payne because of racism. It just is so depressing, man. Thank you for always bringing laughs and humor to the show, and I'll always listen. The, the, I don't think the team seems divided. Maybe the fan base. The has. fan. I think he's talking about the fans. Well, that's a given. I mean, that's inevitable. I think you're going to have a, a divide in a fan base depending on how large it is every year. Texas says, from the Baja Bullies to the Maui Misfits. We're winning Maui. We're going to win this thing. We're going to shock the world. Maui bump. Maui meanies. <laughs> right back in the top 25. Texas, that I wanted Matt McMahon from the get-go. The guy coached John Morant, and he knew talent. How's he doing at us? I don't know how they're doing. I know they didn't cover on against some of their big spreads. I, t- I bet against them on the underdogs on both two games and cover both. He, they are 2-0. and 
They're not, they're, they're not they blowing beat, people uh, out, though. They beat Mike Bellotto in Arkansas State by nine, their last outing. Yeah, I think they were like a 21-point <laughs> favorite, too. Remember last year when Matt McMahon's agent called me? That was, that was the big scoop that I had. Like Matt McMahon would take this job, just letting you know. <laughs> they're putting the full-court press out there. How's, what was your boy from uh, San Francisco? Where did he go again? Florida. How are they doing? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not your guy. I couldn't remember where he went. I'd already forgotten. Golden, right? Todd Golden. Uh, yeah. Florida, they just lost to FAU last night, or Monday night. They okay. are two and one. <clears throat> They're in FA A and M, I guess. They play Florida State this weekend. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, they do that robbery early. Florida State has losses to Stetson, UCF, and Troy. <laughs> At least UCF was away. Wait, but so they've lost their first three. That's That's what what yeah. they, the stat was I think they UVL and Florida State are a combined zero and six to an average Ken Palm uh, teams with an average Ken Palm ranking of one seventy nine and a half. Not great. And Leonard Hamilton has been coaching since before Kenny Payne was born. Remember how that was the explanation that people gave? They're like, Florida State plays that way with all these bigs and not yeah. big guards. Doing great. I'm like, wow, did not age well. <laughs> and it only took Leonard Hamilton like eight years down there to get it to work in. Texture says. We should have that patience. Payne and staff in Hawaiian shirts with the sleeves cut off and Maui meanies printed on the back of them. Owning that cute little invitational. It's happening. Is he going to be in a Hawaiian jumpsuit? He'll, I don't know if Kenny Payne will do themed. it. Most some coaches have denied it in recent years they'll go with a casual attire, but they yeah. won't wear like the Hawaiian shirt and the leg. I mean, he's already in casual attire anyway. He's wearing he's gonna wear if he's gonna, he's wearing the mobster jumpsuit. Do you, do you go with a more? We have really had a hard time with since ever since college basketball coaches got away from the formal attire. I miss the formal attire. I miss winning. Marty Polio really wants the suits back. It's I'll, like I'll I, I agree with top him. soapbox. I agree with it. I mean I. I the NFL has ruined it for Belichick has killed every, killed the team. That's why we need PJ Fleck out there in suits. Texas KP does not have what it takes to be a head coach. The sooner we get a quality head coach, the better. If we wait three years to make a new hire, it could be five years from now before we're good again. Um, it's not just a three game losing streak. It's three games against Bellarmine, Wright State, and App State. You hire the right coach and then say that with you know tongue in cheek that because we I don't know if we did or not. You should you, you shouldn't take it won't take you to your turnaround basketball not at Louisville. Texas Cal coaches potential superstars solely on talent. Patino got the absolute most out of less talented guys and turned them into really good college players. I believe that's why Patino turned out mo- uh, the most successful assistants. Cal's guys can't recruit like he does, therefore they lack in coaching. I'm hoping KP is the exception. I mean, that's always been the the, the word. I mean, people talk about the best the best way I ever heard Rick Patino described, and I I want to say it was Fran Fraschilla was you know he'll go to a game any game. He'll beat you with his players, and then if he had to, if you switch sidelines, he'd beat you with the other team's players. That's awesome. And I don't think there are a lot of coaches that you can say that about. I don't – and I'm not – the. Like, I don't like John Calipari. He's a rival coach, of course. I feel like I've been fair when it comes to – I don't think he's the worst coach in the world. I think he's, he does a lot of things really well. Mm-hmm. His success speaks for itself. But I don't think that you can say that about him a lot of times. Not case, to that Case degree. in point, last night's game, it was on full display. Tom Izzo – drawing up play after play after play to get easy bucket after easy bucket after easy bucket, whereas UK, kind of in consistency with the last three or four seasons, fumbling all over itself in late-game situations and not getting a, a win where they clearly have an edge in talent. I mean, he it's is not his is. strong point, yeah. It's not. It's not. And he's not— Building a, relationships, be, you know, recruit— I mean, 
I mean, he does kind of more fit the NBA mold, actually, as a coach. I think he's great at game preparation. I think he's good, a great yeah. motivator. I think his system is not the worst in the world. I think in-game stuff is not his strong suit. And I don't think that that's like a, a hot, crazy hot take. And it's not just a slam at UK rivalrying. I think it's the reality of the situation. Well, I don't think he's at Patino's level. I don't think he's, I, I wouldn't say it's fair to say he doesn't develop any talent because I think there are exceptions. I'm with you. Role. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they're, they're less than more, but they are there. Texas says we're island boys. Island remember that? Did you ever watch that video? Do you have any idea what they're talking about? No way. There's no way to ever watch that video. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm island boy. I, th- I think of the Islanders, the former wrestling tag team. Also good. Yeah. Also works. Texas Louisville's about to be a football school with a basketball problem. Mm. I don't even know if we're that. Are we really that close to a football school? <laughs> we're better at football right now. Baseball wow. school. We're a baseball. We're women's basketball, volleyball, baseball. Yeah. Texture says, I expect I the coaching see. staff I expect that the coaching staff instructed them right and they didn't execute. It's not all bad. If KP can get them to play forty minutes like the last ten, they'll win fifteen to twenty games. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but we said that going into last night's game, if they play the whole game like they did the second half against Wright State, they should win. Where do you think right Which now? Which I still stand by, they just didn't do same. it. Where do you think right now? Because we did win expectations before the first game. And you were saying I think fourteen to eighteen. Casting a wide net. <laughs> Got to catch that tuna. I said 12, 13, 14. Yeah. Where are you now? And do you do you still think it's possible to get to 500 above? 500 is what? 15? 15 or 16. Yeah, because we played 29 games. We have games. 29 scheduled games. So, yeah, roughly, yeah. We don't know about Maui, too, yeah, and everything in the tournament. Well, you, you're playing three in Maui. Oh, you guaranteed? Okay. Um, oh, man. I'm no, I'm not I'm not as confident as I was. I'll say that much. Nor should oh, you. Oh really? I mean, that's, yeah, that's. You know, I, mean, I have a problem. Honestly, I, mean, I don't know if that should were. be as a shock. I mean, I've said some stupid stuff in my time, so I mean. <laughs> I mean, I will say if you still. Well, so where do you think now? Like, you, you, where, where would I put? The, yeah, right where now? are you thinking? Where, like, give me even a range. Twelve to sixteen. I would love for you to point out sixteen games on the schedule. Do you think we can win? I. I can't. I can't see this team being above five. I mean, I could do that, and you can. You can just tell me I'm an idiot for thinking it, but it doesn't mean I don't. don't I don't believe it. Sure. I mean, it's. I I can't see. I don't see us going above five hundred. I don't see us really being that close to five hundred. Do you see us over ten? I think that's a good benchmark to shoot for. Like right now, I'll put I'm seeing like nine or ten. Yeah. So if I take the over under, I put the over under at ten. What do you take? I think that's a great line. I'm going right at the number. I'm going ten. I think they went 10 games. Nice push there, Sally. Yeah. What do you got? Do you well, got bolder than, that's, honestly, that's, I'm giving you an exact number as opposed to, like, they could win 9 or 1, or they could win 11 or 18. Uh, well, Patrick, you take the over-under on 10. Mm. I want to say the over, but I wouldn't feel confident in it. That Therefore, you would take the under. Or you can just push like uh, like Mr. Mr. Cajonas over here. I do think <laughs> – I think – the under would be, I think nine is more likely than 11. So you're both leaning more probably towards the under then. Yeah, probably. That's, wow. Texas was Master P the parent? No. If Master P was the parent, <laughs> I, I would let you know. I, I probably would, I would go ahead and voice that. I'd be like, you know what? I can't keep this, I can't keep this quiet. If, yeah, if, if it was, I wouldn't keep it quiet for you. I'd have busted that secret out and be mad you didn't tell me sooner. He's like, make me the coach. I love how they show Master P Corey. Like, you think they make that sweater uh, for everyone now in Louisville? <laughs> Hey, point out, I swear that Patrick loves this, how much your mother's this, uh, reference. But, like, you talked about Corey Alexander last night, like, glass ceiling breaking. And, like, me just, like, listening to him some during the game, I'm like, 
God, Rutherford wasn't lying. <laughs> he's, he's, he's bad, dude. He's, he's real bad. Boise State uh, guy texted in. Oh. He sent the same text now four different times. He really wants me to read this. I wonder if he, I wonder if he just doesn't know you're reading it and he's waiting for me to reply to it. 0-3. Oh, well, no. Kentucky sucks at all sports. Louisville football is in Kentucky. Louisville basketball is in Kentucky. Ha, 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 ha. Louisville and Kentucky, the whole state sucks at sports. I'm glad. That's a really good geography. Clearly, he owns, yeah, I was going to say. He's, I'm telling you. It's the, got, guy, the guy's got geography down, right? He's growing on me. <laughs> it becomes funnier every time he sends a text in. Text says, screw X's and O's, coaches or recruiting coaches. We need a coach who can motivate because this staff apparently can't motivate these guys to run through a wet paper bag. My biggest issue right now is that. Did you know Boise State was in the tournament last year? Yeah. I forgot. My biggest issue right now is you have, I mean, you're never going to have more motivation than you have right now, which was why I was shocked when when, when Kenny Payne came out after the Lenore Ryan game and was like, we needed this, right? That was, that was the message after the exhibition loss. We needed this. These guys aren't as good as they think they are. They needed to be woken up a little bit. And I was like, my God, there's never been a Louisville basketball team with lower preseason expectations than this one. They were picked 12th in the ACC. If they didn't come out in their first exhibition game with a chip on their shoulders, if they needed to be humbled because after that, like all you have to do if you want to be humbled is Google Louisville basketball at any point in time. Like Motivation should not be an issue. Effort level should not be an issue, and yet it has been in at least parts of all five times we've seen this team play. And that's, to me, that, that has been the biggest disappointment of this first three-week span. Not the X's and O's, not the late-game execution, not even the fact that we're 1-4 and four in those games, but just the fact that the guys have not come out here and played like this means like like the most in the world to them. I, don't, I wouldn't. It's not fair to say it's everyone, but there are certain It's not examples. everyone. I think Curry sticks out most. I think I don't want to say about Henley Hatfield, but I do think he has a very lethargic attitude sometimes. He's not aggressive enough. Yeah, I hope I hope that gets better with age. Texas says the inventor paid. of clipboards is getting rich off Kenny Payne this season. Is what he breaking clipboards? Breaking clipboards? I didn't see that. I didn't either. I'd like to see that. Texas says even Chris Mack had the guys playing hard the first two years. They were just soft. We definitely played hard. We just weren't as physical inside as he wanted us to be. Not to mention our bench had a we had more talent on our bench than this team has in its starting lineup. Probably. I mean that was a very good team. I mean he inherited a pretty damn good team. Texas says. I'm a younger fan and was not able to follow sports as a younger kid due to family financial reasons. I've never with my own eyes seen Louisville basketball win an NCAA tournament game. Like four of the last five or six years, I've been able to follow and watch every UofL game, and we've missed the tournament. This year seems to be number five. So, yeah, this sucks pretty bleeping hard. At least Scott's D has hardened up. <laughs> How young is the kid sending that text? I hope you're not that young. I will say this, though. Until the very end, that was the most depressing text I've ever read on an I've told you, I there's mean, a very real was, component of this that makes me very sad when it comes to fans in their formative years. Like, I I, I literally, would, uh, without being judged by Chris Hansen, want to go give that kid a hug. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't I don't want... I, give Patrick uh, a hug. He's probably about the same age. <laughs> He's been through the same thing. <laughs> Wish we knew each other a little more. I mean, I was at, I was at the 2013 championship. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. I saw him there. But you were, I mean, you were seven, right? Like... That's a different existence. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I agree. I mean, I was I was six when we won the '86 title, and I barely. I don't really remember it. I mean, yeah. I don't remember it much. I remember my grandpa uh, wanted to come, and we only had four tickets, and we snuck oh, no. in. Oh, nice. Yeah. Texas, I'm sick of giving up rebounds to one guy with four white jerseys staring at the rim. No blockouts, no hustle. Has nothing to do with talent. That's also very annoying. Would well, you point out the white jerseys? I think our jersey jersey color change. I think that's going to be the the switch. I thought it was going to be the fact we had names for the first time last night on them. I told. I mean, 
Because we, we, we'd gone nameless the first two games with the old schools. My biggest issue with the uniforms going into the season was the same that I had last year. I like them too much. We play better as a program oh, yeah, when the good. uniforms are garbage. Yeah. When the uniforms are nice, we're awful. Every time we wear those, like everyone's like, bring the Duncan Cardinal back, the throwbacks, they're badass. We lose every time we do it because they're too good. <laughs> we're too busy starting at our own jersey. Put this team in trash bags, we're winning Maui. <laughs> Write that down. Put them in trash bags, we're winning Maui. You think of it as like a punishment, like always oh, punishing, making them wear trash bags. No, it's just a savvy move. We're going to win the tournament. <laughs> I just don't understand why this team isn't playing harder. If they play with more effort the entire game, they'd be 3-0 right now. It concerns me that this is an issue with the brand-new coaching staff. Same. Same. Exact. Yep. Texas says, what do you think Josh Hurd thinks slash feels about the basketball team right now? I don't think he's happy. No, but I don't think he's jumping off the bridge or anything. I'm sure he's more – I'm sure he's – I think he's closer to us. Where it's, where it's, it's a sprint, not a marathon. I don't think he's happy. Vice versa. Texas says – uh, Texas says Trevor is confused. He saw Mac not at uh, he saw Mac at Pizza Planet. <laughs> that's somewhere that's supposed to get the reference. I'll get the we were talking about Mac at Planet Fitness. Oh, Pizza You're Planet. You're like, I never yeah. stand up there. <laughs> well, Pizza Planet's a fictional restaurant. Right, from Toy Story. Okay, that's what I knew. Okay, I knew I, I knew it rang a bell. Okay. Texas, I posed a question to some coworkers today. I'm curious to hear your answer. If you switch the three coaches we lost to with pain in their respective games, are we 3 0? I'm rooting for KP, but starting to question the hire. I think all three coaches we've played, they all have good reputations. They've all done good things. Um, Dustin Kearns was, was last night's App, App State coach. Scott Nagy's the coach at Wright State, and then we all know Scotty Davenport. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I, I can't give you a firm answer. I, I think that the, the the farthest I'm willing to go is I think that I'd like, I, I believe all three would at least have one win, but I, mean, I, all, I don't. All know. three coached well in the games against us, so I mean, I because it's not just X's and O's. It, it's you know, no. would they be able to connect with this team better? You yeah. know, would they would would the players buy into their system more? How would practice go? You, you just you, you don't know. But I think all three of those guys are good coaches, which I guess makes you feel a little bit better about losing to all three of them. Not a lot. I mean, Kenny's pointed it out every time. Not a lot bit better, but a little bit. Texas, if Kenny isn't the guy, who are some possible? High- no, we're not. <laughs> we're we're not. We're not doing it. We're not doing it at all. It's no. Not on November 6th. Who have you seen we hanging around in Churchill Downs this weekend? We just did this six months ago. What would it take to get Musselman? Texas I says think Jeff Brown. I think he coached basketball. <laughs> Greg will coach the basketball. Jeff will coach football. Texas says, please name five games on our schedule you are confident we will win. Confidence is a strong word. Right? Florida AM. We're beating Florida AM. Yeah, yeah, you're playing. Yeah. One man's confidence might be another man's doubt. All eyes on mid December. Now, we have. We have 37 seconds left, and it's we got to end the show. Five games, I will say right now: uh, Florida A&M, Linscomb, uh, both Georgia Techs, Pittsburgh. Those are five games. Right Florida there. State at home. Florida State at home. Yeah, those are all five games. Boston College, Georgia Tech, still bad. Yeah, I mean those are games that are all definitely winnable. Texas, I blame the Lions being on a winning streak. 100. percent World's upside down. <laughs> this is the Lions' fault. We actually got—they're uh, not here, so I think we can go. We can go next can minute or two. Yeah. Okay. Did we skip the 5:30 break? So, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. I, we try. I, I was trying to get to as many texts as possible, and we're still just not going to do it. Texts that just Google, just quote, just Google Louisville basketball. The women's team comes up, deservedly so. They, 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 they deserve absolutely to, deserve yeah. it. Yeah, number five in the country. No problem with that at all. Texas, I'm old enough to drink Rutherford. I ain't like 14. LMAO. Well, you said you're a younger fan. I didn't know. Patrick's a younger fan. He can't drink. Is he legal to drink or is he can drink? Because there's a difference. There is. Yeah. I doubt he said that if he just can't drink. Yeah. So, yeah, Rutherford, I can drink. Texas, do you think Mac will allow the – oh, this is an old school uh, text. Do you think KP will allow the media into the locker room again? But he's not. I mean, is he not? I don't know. No, they're, they're not doing it. Maybe just do it 
to be successful. Like I don't, I, I've said before, I don't really care about the access that much. I'm not going to complain about it. Like some people uh, do, which I understand their complaints. They're trying to do their job, but we were winning a lot more when we had to access in the locker room. I'm willing to do anything that we were doing when times were better. Just I, throw everything against the wall right now. We've never been here before. I did, been the spot. did a couple of those interviews in the locker room. Texas, I'm going with a three and 28 record. Three and 28 would be bad. <laughs> Hot take. I don't even think we can play 31 games, can we? Unless we have that would be no, it'd be impossible. 29 on the schedule. Yeah, and then if we're that bad, I'm assuming unless you're thinking two of our wins are ACC tournament wins. <laughs> that would be that would be the only way we could get 32. Well, no, we get to, we get to 30. Yeah, 31 is what he said. Three and 28. So that would be when you go two and 27, win one game in the ACC tournament, and, and then lose your second. Yeah. I like to think all three wins would be against Georgia Tech. That would be nice. That was so funny. I almost wanted to have <laughs> poor, poor bastard. He'd probably get fired and he'd come join our staff. Stop. <laughs> More than that, you know, that's just how it happened. Stop. Uh, apologies to uh, Tyson. Tyson read my text on the pod. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I have to listen to the new Tyson tape podcast. You read your text. Yeah. Uh, Mark and I were texting about this. Yeah. yeah, I was not. I was venting a little bit, too, but I appreciate it. Thanks. Great. I'll have to listen to that. Uh, apologies to all the texts we did not get to today. Tomorrow we better. Oh, Trevor Kelsey out now until. After the holidays, or at least until the Friday after Thanksgiving, we will have Matt McGavick from Louisville Port in studio with me tomorrow. I'm sure we'll talk more about this and get when, you ready for the weekend. When's Sean coming in and being here and make me feel bad about it? I'm going to try to get Sean on. Um, maybe Friday. We'll see what happens. All right. No, I'll but, be the sole board up Monday. You will. We'll have Patrick here around. And Gary tomorrow. Gary tomorrow and Friday. Who's a, who's a mystery in his own way. He is. Everybody enjoy your Wednesday night. Try to do something that's going to make you feel better. Don't think about sports. It's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Probably. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Have a fantastic Wednesday night. Who's gonna be the last song to cheer us up? Yeah.